Hi guys, I have a quick disclaimer for you. I'm a I'm a level with you guys. Um <laughs> we made a mistake this episode. Um it's a great episode. We talk for a really long time, have a bajillion theories. We can't wait to hear what you guys think about um what we say, but um <laughs> We always try to record um, originally and then also with a backup just in case something bad happens and our backup wasn't working and so we just decided that um, we would record our backup on Sam's phone um, and we put it right beside our microphone because we thought it would probably pick up our audio the best from there. Um, not even thinking that her phone might react negatively with our microphone. So um, I'm currently about half an hour into editing the podcast. Um, it's pretty distracting at the at the beginning, but it, it seems to have gotten better and better as the podcast goes on. Um, I'm sorry that happened. Uh, we won't be stupid <laughs> again. Hopefully our backups just like work from now on I don't know either way it's a great podcast I hope that you guys like it and I hope that it's not too distracting for you once again not gonna happen again hopefully listen we're out here trying our best and we all know that okay uh and enjoy the pod you guys imagine like finally getting to like Lincoln's death and he's just like <gasps> no he's no. like and you were there you saw it and you're oh wait who's this man who like grabs onto you after you start crying <laughs> I've never heard of him. Let's not bring him up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our The Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is if you could go into the MCAP and relive any day of your life what day would you choose and I would choose the closing night of the mystery of Edwin Drood which I was in in college and I was the main character and I got to sing like the final like finale song at the end and stand in the middle of the stage while everyone else stood around me and everybody clapped at the end <laughs> I love attention <laughs> I'm that's why that's half of why I'm here I respect that. I think we all know that. Yeah. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 27-year-old marketing coordinator and television critic. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. Zoom, zoom. Wow. Oh my god, get a job. <laughs> I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. If I could go into the MCAP and relive a day, uh, I would go back to our Disney trip in September and relive our four park challenge day. Yeah, I love that. It was really fun. Also, she kind of stole my answer. Oh, but well, you can choose a similar day on the I'm Disney trip. I'm going twist. to. Okay. Uh, and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30 year old journal journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. I would also go back to Disney I would go to our engagement day, but <laughs> I would make it so that neither of us were so nervous that we wanted to barf and just get it over Because <laughs> we were so afraid, and we were like, okay, let's just get through this so that we can just be engaged and have a nice dinner. What were you afraid of? I for some, I think because everyone was watching us. It was so, everyone yeah. watching, and I was like, gonna y'all, I want you to see it, but also go away. Exactly! Yeah. So I felt like I was like performing, so I was like, oh, this feels weird and then after i was like oh but now i get a wife yeah yeah, yeah. 
Today we have words to say about episode 705 of The 100, Welcome to Bardo. Wow. <laughs> what a creative title. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say about the, about the title, really. They did the thing. Uh, yeah, they did the thing. So on our last podcast, we have a segment called Did They Do the Thing, which is did they um, say the title of the episode in the episode? So this episode, they certainly did do the thing, um, but that's about it. So before we get into the podcast, obviously we are going to do some thoughts from listeners. Starting on SoundCloud, we got a tweet from Subatomic Fox, and they said that their theory, in which they have no basis for, um, and want to put it out there just in case, is that the master is Cadigan and the shepherd is Bellamy. I think that maybe this episode kind of like shot that theory in the foot, but um, I still I still respect the heck out of putting oh, something out there. You know what I mean? Fully. Yeah. I also have a ridiculous Bellamy theory that makes no <laughs> sense. Um, and then we also got some more comments from L. Lane Lot, and um, he said that he thinks that the jellyfish powder is relevant because they need something to make the blue grenade thing, and he thinks that the um, that that's part of the grenade oh. thing. Oh. And so maybe it's a separate kind of grenade from, like, what they actually have. Right. Um, like, on Bardo, like, on the people. Maybe. Or maybe the Bardo people also use the jellyfish right. stuff as a grenade. And it doesn't... Because it's clearly not a regular explosive. Right. Because it doesn't kill people. And I think that's really important. That they've used it multiple times this season already to prove to us and to show us through examples that mm-hmm. nobody dies from the grenade, right? Right. So, it just knocks people out. Yeah. They've given us multiple examples of that, so, yeah. Um, he also said that there's a popular theory that the anomaly on Earth is located in the bunker, so it's possible the 13th level went through the anomaly to Bardo and left the other, left the level 12 plebs behind to form the grounders, and maybe it's Cadigan's son or something who burned Becca at the stake or something. Mm. I definitely think we have some Earth content to talk about in yeah. the episode. And he also said um, that uh, we're stupid. <laughs> he didn't say that, but but we are. I believe him, though. So I was like, this is stupid. It's stupid that, like, Riker told Raven mm-hmm. where Gabriel's camp was. Right. Turns out what she meant was Riker showed me how to ride a motorcycle. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> However, I still have questions as to how she knew how to get to Gabriel's camp. Yeah, that doesn't answer the bigger question. Like, that wasn't explained, right? Right. I don't know. Let me know if we're stupid again, but we appreciate- Do the motorcycles have a GPS with a marker on it for Gabriel's camp? I I was with you for a second, but then I was like, Gabriel has been hiding this entire time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But also, bless you for always correcting us and keeping up with us. I yep. don't know what brings you back here because you're always <laughs> wrong, but I treasure you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to Twitter, our friend Joanna, who is at Veridissima, said, but how do they know that the ice planet is not penance? Because they get to the ice planet and they say, whoa, this is definitely not penance. And she said, how do they know the ice planet is not penance? They know nothing about the planet. It could very well be this one. And then just deciding, let's just go to the next one without checking makes no sense. <laughs> That is That's such a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Because, like, because I knew that it wasn't penance, but how would they then know? How do they know? Yeah. And we also had a tweet from Nikki, who is at 180 underscore Nikki underscore Bobby, and they said, after further review, if Echo doesn't kill the people from Bardo, they could still activate the stone after they woke up, and Orlando would be happy to see his old friends and ready to kill the ones that betrayed him. So I kind of get why Echo did what she did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then our friend Kelsey, who is at Fraser Crane 23 said, I just got to the part about Hope having 13 symbols on her face. Maybe the shepherd himself put them on her so she would immediately get pulled straight back to him, but something went wrong and she didn't get pulled back with Octavia after Hope tagged her? Because honestly, I don't think this man sounds like a person who likes loose ends, so why would he just let her be free? I mean, he probably knows her memories would get erased, but she is Dioza's kid, so she's bound to go rogue. Exactly. I wish that this had a more interesting answer, and I, like, because something, like, we kind of got a little bit of this in this episode, but, like, definitely not enough answers, you know what I mean? There are 24 days in between Octavia going into the, like, out of the anomaly back into Gabriel's arms and Hope going in, like, at least on Bardo, that is. Right. And so we don't really know what's, what's went on there mm-hmm. and the fact that there was 13 symbols on her face did like was that devs bad like i don't i it's weird not still not really sure about what the well they send there. her the only time she has 13 on mm-hmm. is when they send her back from yeah bardo right like the final time mm-hmm. so like there's intention there with the 13th symbol yeah we I just don't, don't know, know what, what it is, is. yeah um then we got a comment on our patreon post for this episode from my mom And she said that she's not pro-Becco, so take this with a grain of salt, but she wonders if part of Echo's drive to get back to Bellamy, which, like, quote, I don't know what I'll do if I don't find you, also has to do with what Roan said in her hallucination. Without Bellamy, who will you follow? Without someone to follow, who are you? Interesting. So I thought that was an interesting um, point to bring up. And then we also got an email from our friend Katie with a quick uh, correction. (laughs) Poor Katie. (laughs) I had an epiphany recently. I was 100% incorrect in my explanation regarding why the time on Skyring moves differently than on Sanctum. More like 180 degrees off. Time slows down when one approaches the speed of light, not speeds up, so planets closer to the black hole would see time moving slower than on those farther away. Skyring is farther away than other planets. Twin B would be younger than Twin A. Conceptually, everything is still the same. Sorry for any confusion I may have caused. I blame work fatigue. I was on my third 12-hour shift when writing that email. Being a nurse in this time of COVID is mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausting. I'm tired of watching people die. Oh my god, Katie! Damn. Anywho, thank you for the much-needed entertainment and distraction. Your podcasts are great mental palate cleansers, and I mean that in the best way possible. Katie, thank you oh so my, much- tears in my eyes right now. For, like, the genuinely, like, deeply important work that you're doing right now. And yeah. if we can be any part of, like, making your day better, that's, like, such an honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, thank you, God, like, the, it, just explaining time travel wormhole mechanics to a group of fools. Yeah. <laughs> like, you took time out of your day to do that in between, like, saving lives. That is insane to me in the best way. <laughs> so thank you. So does this mean, would that imply that... It just, I, I think it basically means the exact same thing. It's, it's just, just that like Skyring... the arrangement of the planets. Yeah, Skyring okay. is closer to, the, or Skyring is farther away from the black hole Sanctum is closer to the black hole. Gotcha. Not that we've heard, like, that much with a black hole anyway. It's just, like, that one thing that Becca said that one time it's or whatever. Come back. You yeah. know it. But now we know. That's all I had for thoughts from listeners this week, so we can kind of get started, but I think Brittany wanted to say something first. Yeah, so I <laughs> watched this episode, and it was a perfectly fine episode, just for the record. Like, it's, it's, it was a fine episode. I just can't watch or talk about this show anymore without getting frustrated because, like, I feel like I get whiplash every single season where I get my hopes really high up 
because the plot and the conception of the plot is always so cool. And then they just biff it in the last half and all the stuff that I loved, they just forget to explore. And it t and then all of like this weird stuff happens and they force characters into plots they don't belong to. And I'm just like, okay, but there was so much potential at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was watching this and I was like, this would be a great first season of another show with different characters that we didn't know. Because I don't know who any of these characters are basically. Like the stuff that they do, I'm like, how is this the hundred anymore? It doesn't feel like the hundred anymore. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I have a bad relationship with this show. I'm going to take a step back. So Sam is going to uh, be on this podcast and I will occasionally chime in, but Sam is now Robin's co-host. Hi, I am now Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is the co-host. I will be here in the background. I don't want to be a bummer anymore. And I can tell that it's bumming everyone out how much I don't like the show. And that must suck to listen to. So... I remember this being, like, such a huge issue for us last season because we, like, knew we needed to keep doing the podcast because it means a lot to people. But, obviously, Brittany's, like, a little miserable doing it. I'm personally having a great time. Loving the beginning of this season, but I said the same thing last season. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So, um, super, super grateful to Sam for stepping in for us. Um, it means a lot, and we appreciate you. Aw, thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. I am having more fun than I ever anticipated having this season, and I know it's gonna eventually <laughs> let me down, because that's how, like, the law of physics works, um, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's happening. Brittany is in the room with us. She won't always be in the room with us, but she is right now, and, uh, me and Sam are just sitting here on our couch, and we're just gonna talk. And also, I've changed the format up a little bit just because now, um, even though we do have people listening to the podcast who haven't seen the episode, um, I'm not explaining it to a person who needs to also, you know, Way have in insight it. on it and have a discussion on it and everything. And so um, I've kind of changed the format up. It's a little bit closer to what we do for our Riverdale podcast in which, like, I try and shortly explain the summary of the storyline and then we go into like the major details and hopefully that makes um the podcast a little bit more cohesive and uh yeah, yeah. that being said if there is something that like you want more explanation on or something yes. like that please just let us know yeah. and we'd be happy to like dive into it on the following podcast because you're probably not the only one <laughs> if <Yeah>. we forgot <laughs> to explain something so yeah um, we also wanted to remind you that if you want your thoughts read out on the podcast for next week, because God knows we're going to have a bajillion series this week, um, you can tweet uh, hashtag the 100 AF, which is the hashtag that I look at for our thoughts from listeners. Um, live tweets are just hashtag AF live tweet. Um, I look at our SoundCloud comments and our Twitter DMs and our Instagram DMs and... Our emails, which is aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. Basically, get a hold of me if you have some smart thoughts. Even if you don't have smart thoughts. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> All right. I never have smart thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah. I like the plot stuff so much. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say, also, watching this episode, though, I really like Hope. I think I love great. Hope. I really like Hope as well. She's great. I think that my reason for being able to enjoy it now is because... None of these characters are recognizable? Well, no... Well, yes, but also my primary investment in the show previously was with Kane and Abby. Yeah. And, like, I was overly invested in them as compared to other characters, which is totally fine and uh, my business. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am pretty much, like, neutrally invested in all of these. Like, I like all of these characters. I enjoy them. 
I enjoy Octavia, I enjoy Bellamy, I enjoy Clark. I, I like all of the characters, but I'm not, like, super into anyone in particular. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to sort of, like, be a little detached about the poor character choices or, like, lack of big development for any particular character and just be like, wow, this is a ridiculous uh, time travel wormhole thingy and I want to see where it goes. How cool would it be if it was a different TV show? I totally get your point where every single season is like a new thing that someone else could be doing in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I definitely agree with that, but... I'm so, I'm definitely having a good time this season. So I'm glad that you're having a good time because I was having a good time last season with like the yeah the body swapping and the things like that, and then I wasn't having a good time. But until then, I was having a ball. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping that you guys get to have fun for a longer stretch this yeah. time. I just mm-hmm. hope it's like a consistent good time for a while, and yeah. then it'll be over, and we don't have to worry about it not being a good time anymore. Yeah. That's what's like nice about doing some of our podcasts that aren't week to week. That, like, you don't have to worry about it being, like, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get started. Have fun. So, I, um, I've done, like, full summaries of the, the storylines, and then we'll go into the details for mm-hmm. it. So, we're starting with the Sanctum storyline, and then we're doing, um, the Bardo stuff with, um, Octavia, and then we're doing the stuff in which Hope, Echo, and Gabriel show up. This is my summary for the Sanctum storyline. On Sanctum, the faithful are demanding Russell's release. Indra's like, no. (laughs) Trey says that every hour, one of the faithful will set themselves on fire and burn to death until Russell is freed. Indra's like, you know what? Bet. This (laughs) (laughs) This girl full on lights herself on fire. Nelson, of all people, tries to save her. And you know what? He is so compelling. And I like him a lot. In the infirmary, Jackson's like, yo, what is going on here? Russell's like, I certainly didn't tell them to do this. (laughs) Murphy says, hey, this seems like a good thing. Like, they're against us and they're dying, so this is, like, pretty chill, actually. They decide that they need another Prime to go and tell them to stop. Clearly, it won't work with Russell. Imori says she'll do it, but she's still sick from radiation and the crime that 703 was. (laughs) (laughs) Murphy's like, yeah, fine, but when is Clark going to be back to be the hero because it's not my fave? So the faithful are all in the tavern. Murphy doesn't even have to go in the building. He just has to tell them to stop from outside. Indra will have a gun trained on him so that if anyone goes to attack, she'll just shoot them. So Murphy gets to the door and sees that the next people that they're planning on setting on fire are a bunch of children. Yep. Murphy, my sweet summer child, says, hell no. He enters the building so now Indra can't help him. He asks the dad of one of the kids, bro, do you want to set your son on fire? And the guy's like, no. And Murphy's like, I don't know why we're here then. He says it's for the glory and grace of the primes. Murphy's like, pass, I don't want it. He says all of the children are coming with him. And you know what? I would like to see it because I love Murphy Pan and his lost boys. <laughs> Before he can leave the room, Zev, Daniel's boyfriend, who totally knows that Murphy isn't Daniel because of their more than awkward kiss last season, says, yo, this is not Daniel. He asks Murphy a trivia question. <laughs> Luckily, Trey comes up behind him and answers it for him. Murphy's like, thanks, bro. And Trey's like, aha, actually, I said it slightly wrong, you imposter. So now Murphy's being burned at the stake. Just Murphy things. Indra brings in Russell to stop them, and he's like, Don't touch this boy! Daniel is like a son to me! I love him! You should be ashamed of yourselves. He tells them to kneel or die, and Indra's like, Wait a minute, that's Shade Hedda behavior! She goes to see Russell later, and he confirms who he is and asks if Indra's parents knelt before Shade Hedda. 
Indra has devised a plan. They cannot kill Shade Hedda or he'll be a martyr, so they'll take the chip out and destroy it so that either way Shade Hedda dies with Russell's body. I support her. This storyline thing and then kill that man. This storyline was not interesting until somebody saw through him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled that it's Indra because she was criminally underused last season. She criminally underused. Criminally underused in the entire series. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that Indra is finally getting her dues. Yes. So going into the details, the faithful have barricaded themselves inside the tavern and are demanding to speak to Clark. I got bad news. <laughs> um, please, they need to be nicer to Blythan and Cookie Man. I feel. Yeah, like that's their that's their bar. That's like. That's their livelihood. Um, don't they live above it? Yeah. They're Get like, out of their house! Guess I'll just hang out in the motel across the street. Like, thanks. <laughs> so, um, Nelson still wants Russell dead, but and he knows that Indra doesn't have an army, so he feels like he could probably get her done. And then he talks to Trey, and Trey says that Russell Prime is a being of divine love. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. No. Stop. <laughs> Russell told them not to fight their enemies, right? So instead, they'll just kill themselves. Oh, okay. Because Russell said don't fight other people. So this is the next step, obviously. Obviously. To me, I cannot imagine setting yourself on fire for something. Or for someone. Can, yeah, I just cannot imagine to, ever doing that. Okay, it would well, have to one be. One Direction stands back in the day can't relate. Wait, what? Don't, does that sound like something a watch? Oh my god. Do, right? I uh, thought you were. I thought you were out here telling me that there were One Direction stands that lit themselves on fire for Harry Styles. I, I also you know what? thought that. I, you know what? I take it back. I'd light myself on. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fact that I said it and you were immediately like, yeah, yeah. yeah well. means that they would have done that. So, of all people, Nelson goes and tries to save her. And he says, they may hate us, but they're still our people. Which I thought, wow. That guy's cool. Right. I'm really interested in him. That's like later seasons belly me behavior. Mm. Robin just holding him up like margin potato. I, I just think he's, think he's neat. neat. <laughs> so, and Maury says, even though you were cast out, because obviously she relates to this, right? She was cast out very early in her life as well. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't save those people. Right. So that clearly, even though Nelson has been nothing but like, kill the primes, kill the primes, kill the primes. Clearly, Don't kill these innocent people who have been brainwashed. Yeah, clearly he has some sort of, like, moral upstanding that's more than Amori, but that's not saying a lot. Well, I, I don't have a lot of morals either. I feel like they... That's not true. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> I feel like the Cogs have justified reasons for hating the Primes. Yes. But the innocent people of Sanctum, even the ones who are, like, stupid enough to be brainwashed into thinking that, you know, the Primes are gods... Which is, you know, an understandable thing to be brainwashed by since they live forever. That's true. They, they're, they've been brainwashed. So, like, they don't see them as instigators necessarily. Mm-hmm. The primes are the only, like, real bad guy. Right. Nelson can tell that Russell put them up to this. But I don't know if he did. Because I know, we know that he told them to do the thing where he, like, gets shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. And then now he's, he's like, a martyr. He right. could be a martyr if they killed him. Right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he told them to do this stuff, because later he yells at them for it, and it's just like, you're the only thing keeping me alive, don't do this. I don't think Shade Hedda told them, mm. but I think it might have been part of the teachings or whatever mm. of the Primes, because didn't someone else light themselves on fire yes. last season? Yeah. So, like, finale, it's a regular thing right. that they do. Okay, sure. So, Murphy's like, hey, why don't we just uh, let them die? <laughs> and you know what? Weirdly enough, we were watching the episode last night, and we were all like, yeah! Yeah! yeah. It Why not? Yeah. 
Um, so they're like, we need somebody to help. Amori says that she'll do it. It's interesting that Amori is so down for prime duties. I have a thought. Okay. I feel like us being like, yeah, that's more efficient, is a reflection on how this show has taught us to value human life. Mm. Oh, fully. Because all of us going, yeah, that sounds great. That's not how you should react as a human no, being. No, right. But when you're watching this show, you're like, well, everything else is already, like, soulless and has no hope. Why not just let a bunch of people kill themselves by lighting themselves on fire? Right. And I just want to say that's messed up. You're right. I think it's, yeah, it's interesting that Imori is so down for, like, just, like, being a prime and, like, yeah. doing the things that Kaylee's supposed to do. She has to wear fancy dresses. Yeah, but she, like, volunteers, like, a lot. Imori, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to tell us anything? <laughs> so they go to the tavern and Knight, the guy who we saw in 703, is like, hey, Indra, sucks to suck. What's it like to be a liar? <laughs> and I'm like, can we not talk to Indra this way, sir? Right. But he does say it in Trig, and Murphy understands it, because obviously everybody on the ring, like, learned Trigetta slang. He mm-hmm. had the time. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I love that little detail. Mm-hmm. I really love this Indra-Murphy team up. I feel that they should do it more often. Yes. So Murphy risks his own safety to save the children, and I just love that for him. He's like, a good boy. All children love Murphy, except Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> so he's about to go and leave, and Zev totally calls him out, and he can't name the four pillars, as if this man has ever done homework. You know? He he doesn't study. No. <laughs> he doesn't care. He barely knows how to read. He definitely doesn't know how to spell. Yeah. Yeah. Just first let, to die. First son, first to die. <laughs> yeah. His hair. Just let him watch Lord of the Rings in peace. Yeah. Right? So Trey tricks him by saying one of the pillars wrong. And I just like have this vision of one of the little kids being like, hey, that's that's not not one of the, (laughs) it's not restore, it's rejoice. And then Murphy's (laughs) like, I mean, yeah, it's restore, not rejoice. Like, what are you doing, Trey? So then that's when we like leave the Sanctum storyline for like, a while. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, Murphy is now shirtless and getting a gasoline sponge bath. <laughs> I don't... Am I wrong? That phrase out of context and even in context is just so funny. Yeah. Richard's like, this is what I'm doing. This is my job. Yeah. They got me shirtless again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Russell comes in to save them, and I don't really know what took them so long. Like, Amori gives an excuse later, and I'm like, is that an actual excuse? Right. Or... So, it's interesting because when they walk in, they totally still believe that she's Kaylee. Right. Which I think it's interesting because, obviously, she kind of, like, grabbed their trust when she said, like, the we are one thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, yeah, she's totally Kaylee. But, like, it's interesting to me that they think that Kaylee either wouldn't know that Daniel isn't real or, like, is okay with Daniel not being real and is still pretending that he is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, if they saw... Murphy and Amori, before they became Kaylee and Daniel. Yeah. They know they're both from Sky Crew. Yeah. And, like, why would he be an imposter and not her? Yeah. I didn't watch 701, so I don't know what convincing she did then. Oh, right. She literally just walked up and was like, we are one, right, guys? And they were like, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. She was like, I got that from Kaylee's journal. That's about it. But, like... It's just like, even though Russell comes in and is just like, oh no, he's totally Daniel, you guys. He totally is. 
Like, would the people not in that room who, like, just saw him totally mess up the trivia question not still somewhere in the back of their minds be like, that guy's not Daniel, though, right? Well, they're easily, uh, manipulated, I guess. Especially by Russell, mm -hmm. who legitimately was Russell for a very long time. Right. And could prove it. Yeah. And they have no reason to think that he's not still Russell, because how would they know that some guy came into his head and- Via Bluetooth. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man! So, um, Russell comes in, and yeah, Zev gives, like, pretty good reasons, but Russell's like, those are bad reasons because I need them to be bad reasons. (laughs) And he's like, we're the last of the primes. For some reason, I still remember Riker's chip still being intact- like, maybe I'm remembering Priya's chip being intact, which obviously is is now gone. But can somebody remind me, like, if Riker's chip is still around, and if it isn't, what happened to it? Hang on, I'll actually look it up. Oh, great, thanks. Um, so then Russell comes up to Murphy and, like, weirdly, like, strokes his face. <laughs> like, I love him like a son. And it reminded me of, um, in Deathly Hallows Part 2, when Voldemort's like, come here, Draco, and, like, gives him a weird hug. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why? Mm-hmm. And and don't. Yeah. Because it, there's no reason for Shade Hedda to react like that. And there's no reason for Russell to know. Like, I don't know. It's just odd. Yeah. Um. So when Maury says that the reason it took them such a long time was because she had to find the right dress. And now I'm like, is it legit because she actually had to find the right dress? Like, does Kaylee have a specific, like, does Kaylee have a specific dress that she wears? I have, your, I have oh, your answer. Great. Clark threatens to smash Riker's mind drive with a sledgehammer to get Priya to lower the shield. In yep. order to force Priya to reveal the truth, Clark gives Bellamy the mind drive, who then gives Priya the mind drive, who is then killed, but the mind drive is still in play. I knew it! But, like, by in play, but I think completely the lost. maybe think that it's done because it was in Priya's hand when she died. That's, like, almost worse. Because he wasn't, like, erased. He's just trapped He's there. He's just trapped there. Well, maybe they could download him into Russell, too. <laughs> that would be funny. It's gonna get crowded in there. Yeah. I just, like... It says Riker is the only dormant prime following the destruction of his mother's mind drive in From the Ashes. I knew it! So, again, this frustrates me so much because this idea is so cool and would have made another great TV show. Right. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, um... Where the... He's, yeah, he's the only one left. Okay. I don't think we'll see him again. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's out of here. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like he's lost. Because I maybe they, like, didn't know that Priya had it and then, like, buried Priya. Or, like, well, I don't remember what happened to Delilah's body, but... Well, did they get her give her to the Offering Grove? Yeah, or, like, I don't know. Which is another thing that they, we are never going to explore again. Or, like, did they just, like, put her down in the, like, skeleton room? Because we were there this episode and she wasn't there. So, I don't know. <laughs> I got a question about that skeleton room. Uh-huh. How do they get those bones? Like, they do, do they you dissolve? dehydrate a person? They dissolve him or something? I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you, oh. Yeah. So Russell is like, hey guys, obviously I don't want you to die. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously. what are you doing? Um, and he tells them that they, that he'll kill them if they don't kneel. And so obviously they all kneel. And Indra's like, hold up. Hold, hold up on, though. Wait a minute. Can we not? And so she seems really weird, and Amori is just like, what? And so I was like, does Amori not know because, like, this sort of thing is, like, not spoken about? Or is it because she grew up without parents to tell her? I'm wondering. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. I think that the kneel or die thing is only part of it because it 
Indra starts getting, like, spidey senses yeah. when he says, like, sh- prove your fealty to me. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, fealty is a regular word that is used by, you know, people. But in this show, it's only been used between Clark and Lexa. Oh. So it might be a commander thing. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I feel like that's, like, a... Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of hint. Right. But, but the Neil thing is something. definitely part of it also. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it starts from the fealty thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, huh? And then it hits Neil or die. And she's like, hold up. It's just weird because when we watched this, I was like, for some reason in my brain, like, Shade had it was like years and years and years and years and years and years and years back. Like, it's crazy to me. And it didn't really seem like it last season well, that Indra was like alive for part of Shade Hedda's reign. I like it more. Yeah, that he that it was, and he wasn't like the original like third commander or yeah. whatever. Because clearly the commanders don't super last a long time. Like yeah. Lexa was supposed to have lasted much longer than a lot of the commanders before her. Right. And, like, they start out pretty young, so I feel like this guy maybe also started out pretty young and then, like, aged, spent a while as commander before, like, becoming Mm -hmm. quite evil, I'm assuming. Well, Um, if, like, the age that he was in, like, Maddie's mind is any indication, he was, like, what, like, 23, 25 or something? So, like, he might have been on for, like, 10 years. Right. Um, It's just, like, interesting to me Which is, like, similar to Lexa. Yeah, it's just, like, weird to me that... If that's true, then a lot of the other adult grounders that we've gotten in the past were also alive for this, and then no one's ever, like, talked about it, you know? Like, I don't know, like, Roan's probably, like, a little bit younger than Indra, so he might not be, but Indra was at least old enough to think her mother weak for kneeling. Right, I mean, I'm assuming she would have been, like, in her teens. You think so? Yeah. I was, yeah, maybe, yeah. Because, like, they, they raise warriors pretty young yeah in like grounder culture or Mm -hmm. whatever so so like maybe roan was alive for it yeah but like even younger like he would have been single digits right but uh, yeah i think that i'm assuming she was in her teens because i don't feel like i don't know i feel like her father had died i don't know yeah i don't know but i'm assuming like to me it read that way and it just seems like a, a early imprint of, like, a memory for her. Mm-hmm. So it could have been, like, what, 30 years ago? Sure. So Lexa was on for 10 years, and then we had a couple in between them, and... Yeah, and he's just... Guy. I guess my point is just that he's a lot more recent than I expected. Yeah. So she says, there's a spider on your shoulder in Trig, and I thought, oh, is that, like, like a thing that you say to, like, Shade Header or something or whatever? But I realize it's just to, like... It just be like to get him to react to <laughs> it. She's basically just like putting her hand on his chest and then like he's looking down and she's like flicking his nose. She's like, gotcha, you're Shade Hedda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's basically saying there's a spider on your shoulder. And so he went, so if he looks at his shoulder, she knows that he understood Trig and exactly. therefore is who she thinks that he is. Right. So then we transition from the kneeling people in the tavern to the prime skeletons, which are like on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shade Hedda says to Indra, because now they're in the room t- alone, he says that Maddie was too weak to be the commander. And then I was like, yeah, she was 14. But then I right. remember that there were a lot of other little kids who became commanders. But, True. But they didn't like, but they trained more than like Maddie ever did. Right. You know what I mean? He asks if her parents kneeled when he conquered Tree Crew. She said that her father was already dead um, and that her mother did, but she thought she was weak for that. 
And Indra also says that there will be riots if they kill him because he's he'll be a martyr. And there will also be riots if people find out who he is. Because that'll be, like, the Wong crew people, especially, like, when we got Knight, who was from Sangetta crew, who said that mm-hmm. that he, like, they idolized Shade Hedda. Um, oh, yeah. And um, so, basically, she either has to keep the secret or, like, she wants the riots to happen. And I'm not sure exactly which one it is because she said that if when once the riots happen, she'll she's, I can she's just, just kill, just you kill with him. Impunity. And so, Nelson and Jackson come in. And it's basically just, like, have, letting them both kind of have a little bit of revenge on Russell. And they take out the chip so that either way, Shade Hedda will die in Russell's body. Right. Because they're going to destroy the chip that he has. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if Nelson and Jackson know if he's Russell or Shade Hedda. But it doesn't seem like it because no. they bring them in after they finish having that conversation. Yeah. So I think that Jackson and Nelson still don't know. I, I think they don't know either because... Indra uses Abby's death to sort of mm-hmm. pressure Jackson into torturing Shade Hedda for her own satisfaction. Right. Yeah. But, and she uses it as him being Russell. So, like, right. if Jackson knew he wasn't Russell, he wouldn't be cool with that. Right. It's just weird that, like, Jackson's like, here, I'll give this to you for the pain. And she's like, no, let him suffer for Abby. And we're like, would I, would Abby want that? No. No. Okay. Abby, Abby was a doctor. And so is Jackson. Jackson's like, for Abby! <laughs> Jackson's like, well, my Hippocratic Oath doesn't matter if there is uh, angst involved. Listen, yeah. did Abby do a lot of questionable crap, especially towards the end when she literally sacrificed a dude so that Cain could live? Yes. Sure. But when Abby's principles maybe go, mm, don't love that. Yeah. 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 But who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? I kind of would love if Abby was just standing there. She was like, no, he doesn't need payments. <laughs> no, he's fine, actually. It's just, and Russell's, like, super weird <laughs> in this scene. He's like, ooh, ah. Even <laughs> <laughs> the reactions are so weird. The subtitles ah. said ah, like, four different times. And I was like, what's going on? like, why? Like, every time she would say a sentence, he would go, ah. But it wasn't like a, oh. It was like a, ah. Like, ah. PMR, baby! Ah. Oh, God. Just the whole time. Just sorry, that's literally no shame. No shame. And J.R. Bourne, it's just weird. J.R. Bourne is doing the best he can with the the strange and unusual path he has been given. Yeah. Also, speaking of J.R. Bourne, he and Adina do fantastic in wow. this episode. Like Chef's Kiss. I love him, but like he was not interesting to me until suddenly he's been paired with. Indra in such an interesting way. Right. And now I'm like, all right, you've got me. Like, I was interested in Russell, and then they killed that guy, and I was like, well, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And then they put him with Indra, and Adina is just magical. She's so compelling. And the two of them play off each other really nicely, so you have my attention. Don't mess it up. Don't throw it away. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on to, uh, the next part of our story, in which we are going to be just having a lot of questions and doing a lot of theorizing. Um, but before we do that, just wanted to remind you that we have four other podcasts. We have um, a Star Trek podcast. Um, if you like Star Trek, even if you haven't seen Star Trek, you can check out Picard. We have the first season of Picard on our Star Trek feed. We are doing Stranger Things. We did all of season one, and we are doing all of season two throughout uh, 2020. Um, for Lost, we are, have finished the first two seasons, and it is um, spoiler-free. So if you want to watch along with us, you can. 
and we have a spoiler section at the end and season three our season three pods are starting up at the beginning of july and i am so excited and then lastly we also do riverdale and we have a podcast for every single episode of riverdale that is currently available and you also don't have to listen or like watch riverdale to listen to our podcast there are a lot of people who don't (laughs) and just those people are so valid and they, you know, actually, I'm interested in that. If you do that, let me know who your favorite characters are, because I want to know if they're your favorite characters because we talk so highly of them, or if you have a favorite character, like, I don't know, I'm interested in this concept. like, we talk about Alice like she's, like, this amazing god, then you watch Alice, and you're like, she gets no screen time, and sometimes she's mean. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times, she's mean. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, now we're gonna move on to the Bardo storyline, and this is going to be the stuff with Octavia, um... Kind of like in the past. Uh, yeah. Alright, this is my summary for the Bardo stuff. On Bardo, in the past, 45 days ago, we're looking at the point in which Octavia and Dioza were taken from Skyring, but before Octavia got back to Sanctum and before she was stabbed, etc. So, take a second, pause the podcast, and make sure you're with me there. <laughs> <laughs> So Octavia gets brought into the stone room. She sees Dioza also getting taken away. Actually, I don't think she sees her. She just, like, hears her voice, right? Oh. Like, we don't actually see her. Um, she says, she, like, yells, tell them nothing. Or yeah, something. she's like, don't tell them anything. And then when they cut to her, she's, like, gone. That's the last of Dioza that we see this episode. Octavia punches a bunch of people and gets away. She runs through the hallways and finds a door. It goes into a giant forest, so she thinks she's gotten outside. Turns out it's just their arboretum, which is a botanical collection of exclusively trees, which I looked up. (laughs) Also their oxygen plant, which makes me feel like maybe we're underground or underwater or something. Whatever. Anyway, a bunch of disciples find her and grab her and say, welcome to Bardo. And we all go, oh, the name of the episode. Gotcha. She gets taken to the MCAP and Anders is there telling the attendant guy to get as much info as he can because it's weird that they were on their prison planet. The attendant is named Levitt and I love him. (laughs) I also love a good story so I relate to him. He tries to get thoughts out of Octavia getting tiny bits and pieces for two weeks. He finally figures out that Hope was also on Skyring. Octavia tells him that she'll cooperate and tell him everything as long as he leaves Hope out of the report so no one knows she's there. He agrees. For the next three days, Levitt learns about the first three seasons. All the characters, all the people she loved, all the things she did. He tells her that she's still a good person, even though she lost her way a bit. Octavia tells him that he hasn't seen Blood Raina yet. And that's when Hope shows up. She's come straight from losing Dev. 20-year-old Hope and Auntie O reunite. Octavia protects Levitt, and he helps them escape. Yeah. He marks Octavia's back with Hope's phone number, which is how (laughs) I explained it before, so she can call her and explains why you lose your memory when you go back to Sanctum. Hope needs to keep her helmet to save Dioza so Octavia can't have hers. Octavia beats up Levitt to protect him so they think that he tried to stop them. I thought maybe they would kiss because it kind of seemed like they would and I wasn't going to be mad about it. (laughs) Octavia and Hope say their goodbyes and Octavia goes back into the anomaly. She comes out the other side with Gabriel just as we saw her in season 6. Hope gets found out and is sent by Anders to go get Octavia back to save Dioza. She has to stab her, we know this. She goes in, stabs Octavia, and Octavia is sent back to Bardo. Levitt is with her in the MCAP again, and he's the one who injected the Trust Bellamy note into Hope's arm. We stand. He tells her that he won't be with her in the MCAP anymore, uh, but if she fights it, that she'll get brain damage. So if she just focuses on what she learned when she was the girl on the floor, they won't be able to get into her mind. So that's when we cue Bellamy showing up. Right. And that kind of goes into the final storyline, so that's kind of where I stopped it. Mm. So first of all, we... By the end of the episode, we still don't know where Dioza is. Right. We still don't really know anything about, like, what happened to actually Dioza. Um, they check Octavia for something and say that she's clean. Mm-hmm. 
But like what? Not sure. Not sure what that is. What does that don't, mean? Don't know. Um, she gets okay. So here's my thing about the levels. Now, first of all, it's confusing that they use the word level so much because they're genuinely using the word level for like the different places in the place. Right. But they're also using the word level for like the amount. Rank. Yeah, the rank of the person. And so, like, last episode, I literally was like, oh, those can't be called levels because obviously they're calling the people levels. That would be confusing. They wouldn't do that, right? And And now here they are doing it. They're using not only the same word, level, but they're also using the same numbers. Yeah. So, like, it's not like it's, like, level four is the type of rank I am, but level 132 is the floor I live on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. It's, like, the exact same numbers. And so it's really confusing. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that they gave us this map in last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this, there's this legend on the side that gave us all of the levels or like, I don't know. I thought they were floors because they started taking like this elevator, but now we're really confused about the elevator. Either way, they gave us this legend that gave us, um, all of the numbers and the floors or the levels or whatever. And then three or four different times in this episode did they completely go against what they wrote on the map. Right. So, like, it's confusing because the stone room is supposed to be on level two, right? Then, when Octavia's here at the very beginning, they say that she's on level three. And then when she goes down the elevator, it says that the level two is the Arboretum, but on the map, it said that Arboretum was level one. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either the map was wrong or they're wrong, but they do it so many times this episode that I'm like, is it on purpose? Like, at this point, I'm wondering if Bardo is just a giant underground Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. that magically shifts levels a la the stairs in Harry Potter. You said that to me earlier, and I was like, oh, like, maybe. And then I remember, and then I realized that, like, later, Hope is like, I know exactly where this is. And I was like, how would she know when she just got here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just so confusing as to, like, like, clearly the map was wrong. And so are we supposed to be, like, Orlando, who clearly spent, like, 30 plus years of his life like forgot in like 10 years because it doesn't seem like something you would forget right either way it says that level two is the arboretum and that level three is the bridge and so i'm like what's level one then because level one was supposed to be the arboretum right (laughs) like is level one the secret 13th level right i don't know and we're also still confused about the whole elevator thing because she does get into an elevator doesn't have any buttons in it nope and, and this weird calming like mantra. Mm-hmm. And then later when they're like moving around levels and stuff, they don't use the elevator again. <laughs> like they use it one more time throughout this this like in this episode. Uh-huh. But like other times when they're moving throughout levels, we don't see them use the elevator. And either that's just because listen, we're not going to waste your time being in the elevator, which right. is like fine, but I'm I'm still like I'm I'm just confused. I'm like so we're I assume we're underground. Right. Because, like, we, I don't know, we have, don't have breathable air, which, like, this is bad weather. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sure. So then Octavia gets into the Arboretum, and she thinks that she's made it outside, but this whole forest is just inside. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when she gets to the MCAP, um, Anders is like, Levitt, you need to figure out where she came from and how she got there, because... Where did she come from? Where did did she she go? go? You know? Finishes itself. (laughs) And he calls him Mr. Levitt. Sir, what's your first name? I want to know... For research purposes. His first names are Joseph and Gordon. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. I went on his page on the the 100 wiki, and it said that he is a recurring character, which I am thrilled about. (laughs) 
because I love him. And he has 10 symbols on his face, so he's a level 10. Right. Um, he says that she needs to be careful in the MCAT because it could lobotomize her if she isn't careful. Wait, I thought he was an 11. Uh, all I saw was 10. I thought when we were counting no, yesterday, we counted, we, we counted 11. Oh, I counted again and I could, and I, all I saw was 10, but... Well, either way, he's up there. All right. Either way, he's better... He's a higher level than Dev, which is what's important. Yes. So, yeah, Anders needs to know how these random, super dangerous humanoid creatures got on our prison planet, is basically what he's asking. And so they're like, how are we going to get her to think of the people that matters to her? So he basically just, like, gives her a situation and is like, somebody's holding their hand out to you, who is it? And so they go and look and a bunch of images flash and it's like a bunch of different people, but basically it just keeps going back to Bellamy. There's like multiple flashes of Bellamy. So obviously they pull out the fact that Bellamy's the most important person. Mm -hmm. But the people that I also saw in here when I was going frame by frame was Aurora. So her mom, Lincoln, Indra, uh, Lexa, Clark. Not really sure why Lexa and Clark are on, are there. Right. Um, and then also herself. She saw herself a lot. It's just like. And photos of Bellamy that she wasn't even, like, present for. So... Uh, and also herself as a baby from Bellamy's perspective. Yeah. So, the thing about this is, like, we had problems with this during... When Clark was in her mind space last season as well. Like, we get, like, angles of things that she, like, wouldn't have seen. Like, because she was, like, I don't mm -hmm. know, behind them or whatever. Or, like, scenes that she wasn't even in and, and stuff like that. Right. And you know what? That's just, like, a thing about being on television. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So that's fine, but it's still a little, like, jarring. Right. Anders also has 12 symbols, just like Orlando, obviously, because he's deeply mm. important, and we learn a little bit more about that later. Mm -hmm. um, 11 days later, Octavia is just full-on not budging, but he is going through her memory of Murphy from when they were in class together when we got that flashback in season three. Mm -hmm. And I just want to um, take a moment to cry. Thank you. <laughs> the fact that she remembers this, she doesn't, like... It's, like, 19 years ago for her. Yeah, and they don't, like, hang out. Like, she doesn't spend any time with Murphy. So, the fact that, like, she's remembering him. Like, I wonder if, like, she's remembering people other than Bellamy that, like, she... I don't know. I'm not sure. You know what I just realized this reminds me of? Mm. They use this in Captain Marvel. Oh. Like, sh no... Somewhat spoilers for Captain Marvel, but she gets captured by what we think is the like bad guys at the beginning of the movie and they're going back through her memories to look for somebody. Yeah. And they're like literally like playing them on a screen like this. Yeah. Well, it's anyway, anyway, she, so she, she goes through this Murphy thing and they like kind of put Murphy to the side and the two people that he's associated with are Bellamy and Raven. So thank you so much for my rights. Everyone knows that <laughs> I love Murphy. I have secret Mervin, uh, aspirations. Things. What did you say, Brittany? Leanings. Leanings, aspirations, and I also had another word in my head. Thoughts and prayers. I don't remember what it was, but let's just keep <laughs> it with those. That's what I meant anyway. So, um, thank you so much for that. I really appreciated that. Um, those details keep me alive. But we don't get to go into at all what they have on Raven now. Clearly they have something on Raven, which is definitely going to come back. Like, they have, you know, when you look at Clark in the helmet, it's like, Clark, these are all the things you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, clearly, they put this tiny detail in here to let us know that they have something on Raven. Like, they know we, who she is. And we know who Raven is, right? So, Levitt is basically like, um, is Murphy your boyfriend? And <laughs> Octavia's like, <coughs> I mean, Absolutely not. Yeah, in, inside her mind, she's like, ew, no. Um, and I'm just like, sir, are you asking if Octavia has a boyfriend? Like, just, just ask, you know? <laughs> like, just ask then. 
he says that he really needs info from her because he's just going to be replaced with somebody worse if he doesn't get anything from her. Right. Um, and so she does kind of, like, let something slip, but it's what she doesn't want to let slip, which is hope. Right. And um, somebody on Twitter pointed out that her hair is, like, with these bangs and with this ponytail looks just like Octavia as a kid. Exactly like Octavia. Um, which is, like, great. Levitt brings up the fact that years have passed for Hope on Skyring, and she says, please, please let me go, and he can't, he literally, (laughs) like, if I was him, I'd be like, bro, if I let you go, then I'm just gonna join you on Skyring. Right. They're They're just just gonna gonna send me to Skyring. Yeah. It's interesting that he does end up doing that as soon as, like, Hope actually does show up, though, which is kind of cool. I love... Uh, the way Marie pr- plays this reaction, though, mm. I think it's a very well like done scene. Like, seeing Hope again? Like, well, seeing Hope again, but also, like, her realizing that Hope oh, is, yeah. in, that the time is passing much faster for Hope. Yeah. And there, that she's left her there alone, and time is of the essence, <laughs> like, the urgency in her, like, face and voice are very yeah. present, and it's it, ve- just it, a very good reaction that shows how much... Octavia clearly cares for Hope. It breaks my heart later when she tells Hope, like, I'm so sorry I never came back for you. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'm like, dude, it's been, like, 14 days for you and you had no way of getting away. Right. You know? But she has to apologize. So Octavia says that she'll let him have whatever he wants. He can have whatever memories she wants, or he wants, as long as he just full-on leaves Hope out of the report. Mm -hmm. And so nobody knows that Hope is there. And so he says that's okay and that he'll do it. So he puts, he takes all the hope stuff when he was looking on this like hologram, right? In front of him. And he takes all the hope stuff and he just puts it back in her brain bank. Like there's this little like avatar like of brain a brain. Like the trash can. Yeah. Like he puts this like, l- there's this little avatar of a brain over here mm-hmm. and he's just like, okay, you go back in there. You know? Yeah. That's not in my, um, my file. So basically throughout the next like three days, he's just like watching her memories and like <laughs> she kills Pike at the end of season three and he's like, nice. Like dude's just watching Netflix. <laughs> he fully is. Like the, the way he reacts to it is like, oh, so he's seen season three now. Yeah. And we also know that like, not that Murphy and Amori are part of this like storyline or anything. And I don't know if they're going to be joining it or anything, mm-hmm. but we see him also seeing Amori and, and Murphy so yeah. they would clearly also have <clears throat> information on them. And so he's like, she's like, oh, I'm a bad person. He's like, you're not a bad person. You just lost your way. And she's like, dude, you have not gotten to the cannibalism yet. Like, <laughs> please don't speak on this yet. It's like, you haven't met Blood Raina. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he only gets to see until the season three finale. And you know what? Maybe that's for the best. Yeah. You mm. know? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I I think he's seen the best of the show. Yeah. And maybe if he doesn't want to keep going, that's fine. <laughs> like, I just imagine him watching, like, the other seasons, and he's just like, no! Finn no! was my favorite character! Oh my god. Girl, Finn's already dead. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, not <laughs> Finn. That was my guy. Oh, man. Imagine, like, finally getting to, like, Lincoln's death, and he's just like... <gasps> Yep. No. He's no. like, and you were there, you saw it, and you were like, oh wait, who's this man who like grabs onto you after you start crying? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of him. Let's not bring him up. <laughs> never heard of oh god. Who? Who? And so he's like, I just need to like hear more about Clark. Because apparently she's like the key or whatever. They he needs to hear more, more about Clark and he needs to know if she survived the City of Light. Yeah. Which I'm Can we go back to that? Yeah. Like, sir? Yeah. I need more details. Because I was like, is this how he finds out about Clark, or did he know about her before? No, I think think they knew about her before. Because here's the thing, like, Captain Meredith says last episode that Clark 
is the key to everything, but this is after he's learned, they've learned things about Clark from Octavia. And, yes. like, all the times that Anders says, like, we found the key, or, like, Clark is the key, it's after this moment. And yeah. so I'm like, so, so how did we find out about Clark? Is she the key because she survived the City of Light? And, like, is the only person who have gone in and, like, turned it off? I don't know. I... That's a that's a question we still have, I guess. And it's like, I don't know that they necessarily learn about her from Octavia. Octavia. To be honest, Octavia because and like, Clark they don't hang out. Like, right? They don't <laughs> like. How much information do you have? She doesn't know her that well. Yeah. They spent the first season and a half together, and yeah. that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I think that's something we need to like leave like, for later episodes. I'm wondering if she's like in the. Shepherd's scriptures. Right. Oh, in some interesting. way. I have, um, like, a list of questions that, um, let me, sorry, let me add this. Um, why is Clark the key? Um, I have this list of questions that I've been kind of, like, keeping track of, mm -hmm. and I've been meaning after every episode, after we're finished talking, to, like, go through these questions and see if any of them have been answered, or if we can, like, add more insight into any of them. Uh -huh. I think we can, and I'm just hoping that I don't, um, forget again, because <laughs> I keep forgetting. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can, but I'm gonna add that to the, to the list of questions. So... Now Levitt knows about the whole go float yourself thing and everything. And so somebody like starts to walk in. It's Hope, basically. So they start to walk in and he's like, hey, if I'm not done. If Anders needs needs us so early, he can go float himself. And he just looks at Octavia and like he might as well just like wink at her when he yeah, says it, you know? Like he's, like, so he's like, eh. And I'm like, you guys have inside jokes now? <laughs> like I feel, I really feel this is deeply one-sided, but I'm oh, still fully. deeply interested in it. He's, he's fully a fanboy at this yes, point. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's really cute though. Yeah. So... Um, Octavia thinks that it's Dioza inside of the helmet, and you know what? They made it sound like her. Like, they kind of, like, changed her voice a little bit so that it would sound yeah. like her. Um, but it's Hope! And she has the 13 symbols on her face I, at, at this point. I checked. Yes. Like, so that means Dev is the one who put the 13 symbols on her face. Wait, what? Yeah, I counted. Like, she just leaves that makeup on for the 24 days that she's here. Ugh, girl, you're gonna get acne. I know. But how would Dev know to give her 13? That's my question. Yeah, I still don't know. I mean, here, let me check again. I mean, I imagine if you are trying to go up in the ranks to get to each level, but if the, if the 13th level is a secret... This is the only person that we've seen with the 13 symbols on. Even Anders, who is supposed to be the first disciple, only has 12. Right. Um, so I don't know why, like, Dev, who is a level 7, like, did you just mess up, dude? Like... And he would know what each of them meant as well, so... Right, and, like, Orlando only puts 12 on each of them, right? He definitely only puts 12 on Hope. And then, like, I counted a specific number on on Echo, but I thought that maybe there was, like, one underneath her hair, because her hair's, like, a little flippy in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, all right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. As long as she has th that one on her. Turn a little bit. Turn a little bit. We just need to see that other side. Like, I need to know if this is a continuity error or if it has intention. Yeah, there it is. Like, I need to know. Wait, is it what's here? The, what does is it mean? See, now I'm not sure if there's 12 or not, but either way, there was definitely 13 when she goes through. So I don't know where this other one came from. Like, if it wasn't there in the first place. Either way, confusing. <sighs> so my next question was, I wonder if there's a certain meaning to where they are placed. Because they seem to be different. You know, Hope always has them. 
on her forehead and then like multiple ones on her cheeks but mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of the time like i noticed a lot of, usually men are the ones who have like forehead and then like one like, cheek or a line other? straight down or whatever mm. but i think also echo did and so i'm like okay so maybe it's not gender based and i was like i'm just wondering what the like what what the placement means right i don't know okay so here's the next example of the levels of the map being really off Hope says that the stone room is on the way to the cell block. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. <laughs> because if you're in MCAP, that's level seven. The stone room is supposed to be on level two, even though earlier in the episode they said it was level three, either way. And the cell blocks are levels nine and ten. And so that is absolutely not on the way. Oh, dear. So I'm just like, what's going on here? So she threatens Levitt and Octavia's pretty impressed, even though she's like, I certainly didn't teach you that. Like, at no time does she, she doesn't have any time to be like, where did you learn all this? (laughs) Yeah, like, later she says the word bitch. (laughs) And I'm like, so Dev taught you the word bitch, got it. (laughs) Um, So in the stone room, Hope triggered a biohazard to keep people out, and she says that that was Dev's idea. Mm -hmm. So at this point is when Octavia's like, whoops. (laughs) Right. The people who went to get Dev are not coming back. And they send a second team in 30 minutes. That's what he said. So that's kind of like how later in the episode, Hope, Echo, and Gabriel say they only have 30 minutes. That's kind of like where that 30 minutes comes from. Mm. And so I was like, oh, how long is that on Skyring? It's time for me to do some math. Oh, dear. This, it's, I'm really sorry. Yeah. She's impressive. I'm confused. So... Basically, earlier I had done, um, like, earlier this season, I made five seconds on Sangdom equals three months on Skyring. I made it a five because I thought that was going to be an easy number to work with. And now I've decided few sec. Okay. Great. (laughs) Anyway, now I've decided that few seconds means three because that makes life a lot easier. Okay. So I made three seconds equals three months. Okay? You're with me so far? Yeah. So one second equals one month, right? Okay. So then I got later, um, Hope is there for 24 days. They say that she was there for 24 days. And while Octavia is, like pops out of one side with Gabriel and then pops back in after she's gotten stabbed, that was four days. Okay. Okay. On Bardo, Hope has been there for 24 days. We have that specific numbers, right? Uh-huh. So that means four days... <laughs> Four days on Sanctum equals 24 days on Bardo, okay? okay? They told us that. They used those numbers, okay? Okay. Which means that one day equals six days on Bardo. That's math. Right. Right. So I started bringing that math down and down and down. And so I was like, okay, so one day on Bardo is four hours on Sanctum. Basically, I'm just doing fractions at this point. Just bringing the fractions down. Okay. 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 So one hour on Sanctum equals six hours on Bardo. Okay. Okay. Six minutes on Sanctum, 36 minutes on Bardo. One minute on Sanctum, six minutes on Bardo. Okay. Okay. So we're we're, we're using six as our variable here. So six seconds on Sanctum equals 36 seconds on Bardo. Okay. So one second on Sanctum is six seconds on Bardo. One second on Sanctum is one month on Skyrim. Holy sh**. That was a very scary sound. It's literally Thursday. Like, it's not even Friday. I'm trying to explain my math, people. (laughs) I'm gonna get confused if you wait too long. If I wait too long. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. One second. One second on Sanctum 
equals one it equals six seconds on Bardo. Which equals And one. luckily I've already done the math for one second on Sanctum, which is one month on Skyring. Right. Okay. So then I'm like, alright. So ten years on Skyring, which is how long the usual sentence is. Uh-huh. Two minutes on Sanctum and twelve minutes on Bardo. Okay? If this math is correct. Right. Okay? So that means five years, which is how long everybody in, uh, like, Echo and Gabriel and Hope were there. Mm -hmm. Five years, one minute on Sanctum, six minutes on Bardo. Okay? Okay. So that's my math. Then a few, like, not a few scenes, but, like, I believe it's this scene. Levitt says that (laughs) because of the time dilation, Octavia is going to pop out of the... Of the anomaly immediately. At virtually the same time. Virtually the same time, right? And so I was like, okay, so the math that I did, if she was on Skyring for 10 years, that's two minutes on Sanctum. Mm. I'd be willing to forgive two minutes. Sure. But then she's been on... Bardo. On Bardo... For 45 days. No, for 24 days. Oh, for 24 days. Wait, no, for 11, 12 days? 14? 14 days. 14 days on Bardo. And that's two days on Sanctum. That's like two days on Sanctum. So, huh? I was like, I did all this math and I was like, I am proud. I know the three, like, time differences on each of these right. places. And then he says, you'll just pop out. And I was like, it should be like I don't think two days. They, I don't think that they expected anyone to actually do the math. How do you do six plus seasons of this show and not expect people to do the work. Have you right. met your fandom? Right. Everybody's doing the work. Probably. They're like, all of this, they're like, on. this fandom is filled with, with is not filled with dry, with math gaze. It, I, and I'm like, au contraire. I'm a math ace. Ooh, that was really that good was double entendre there. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, I did the math, but now I'm like, guess I'll forget about it. It's like, they gave us all the pieces to yes. do the math. Yes. But their math is wrong. Right. But they shoot, like, they made up math, which they could have made up to match whatever they what wanted. already happened in canon. Yeah. But they made up math that doesn't match what they happened, what happened in canon, and then we're like, but this matches what happened in canon, but this is why it, she yeah. came back one second later. But that's not, you did the math wrong! Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> here's my thing, though. He's like, the people who went to go get Dev... He was there for 12 minutes mm-hmm. on, on our count, right? He was there for 12 minutes. On Bardo. On Bardo. For Bardo, 10 years is 12 minutes. Yes. Okay. So he's like, in 30 minutes, we'll send another group because obviously we don't want to like leave him there, you know? Right. So I did the math. If the, the prisoner doesn't come back the first time, they're there for another 25 years. Oh my God. That's more than their original sentence. Like they're just like uh, we, they're just like we need it to be thirty minutes, and then they didn't expect anyone to do the math, and I'm here to do the math for you. Oh my goodness! Uh, what? I'm a math person. Like what is? What do you? What? Anyway, so Levitt, who's just like a sweet baby angel, <laughs> is like Octavia. I noticed that you are shivering. Let me give you your jacket back, which just happens to still be in like the right. coat closet like, of the stove room. <laughs> whatever but like 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 she (laughs) like she threw it off when she got there to kill people and they were like well we'll we'll just hang this up like (laughs) don't want it to get wrinkled like at like from experience when you're like 
I've had, like, that one time when you're, like, outside out, and you're not even shivering, but then mm-hmm. the guy who has a crush on you was like, oh, my God, are you cold? Let me give you Would my you like coat. a jacket? And you're like, okay, even though you're not cold, right? <laughs> she was just like, oh, my God, Octavia, you're shivering. Let me get you a jacket. I was like, oh, you guys, <laughs> I love this for you. Um, so, yeah, he gives her her jacket and um, Hope's helmet isn't working for her because Dev was like, Dev told her that he, he, she just had to think it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Levitt's like, I, first of all, I don't know why the helmet wasn't working for her. Right. Um, but he said that he does know everything, unlike Dev, because he's three levels above him. Um, and he knows the Sanctum Code by heart. I'm not really sure why, but he does. Interesting. Um, I mean, I imagine he knows each code by heart, because it's, like, probably something that you learn. Yeah, sure. The further up you get. Yeah. But, but then in what world would Orlando not just go down to the Anomaly Stone and, oh. like, save himself. And just then. beat Boop. Like he's a 12. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, when they were like, hey, we're just gonna go. And he was like, no, I have to serve my sentence. You know, like, maybe it's well, because, maybe it's he was because like, he's such a true believer. Yeah, that he, like, but, wants to serve his sentence. But, yeah. Anyway. That's a good point. Because, like, even if you would have to bar the prisoners from knowing that information because if they get sent there, they can just dial out. Yeah. <laughs> so... But so then he's like, okay, well, you'll just pop right back where you were before. And I was like, no. So I guess like, does that time dilation change? Like, are they moving in relation to the black hole? Because like, I, if you want me to do math, because I'm trying to make this make sense in my brain. And it's not. (laughs) Also, so is that why they have a conductor for the stone room? Because only that guy can like know how to dial it or whatever. It seems like the conductors are the people who are in white. Right. But and they're I the ones know. who use the, like, 3D glasses yeah. from uh, National Treasure to see the stone. Uh, so I guess Levitt is one of them, and Orlando wasn't, and... I don't know. Like, clearly they all get, like, kind of, like, different jobs. hmm Because it's not like, you know, Anders is in a white outfit as well, but he's a level 12. You know, right. so it's not like you get a different job depending on what level you are or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, he explains that you lose your memory if you go somewhere that's going slower than where you are. Um, so Sanctum is, as far as we can tell so far, the slowest of all of them. So every time right. you go back to Sanctum, you lose your memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of explains why they didn't lose their memory when they jumped to Nakara last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nakara must be going faster than Sanctum as well. But we don't know how fast it is going in relation to the other planets. Correct. We also don't know how fast Earth went or is going right in relation to the other planets. Exactly. Because but as we far as know, I know, we're not very close to a black hole. <laughs> right. But we do know that there is a stone on Earth. That's true. Yes. Um, and I saw that theory, like, immediately after we finished recording yeah. last one, and I was like, <laughs> I sound really dumb saying that that looks like the Death Star for some <laughs> So basically, he's like, you need to give Octavia your helmet so that she won't, like, completely forget you and forget everything that's happened here. And she's like, I need it to save Dioza. And so Octavia's like, it's okay. And she's going to go through. Levitt basically is the one who tells Hope and Octavia all about the phone number thing that she explained in 702, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about how people, like, 8 out of 10 times, it, like, worked just fine. But 2 out of 10 times, I'm, like, not sure why we didn't say 1 out of 5 if we're gonna just, like, break down those fractions. But okay. This um, episode has so much more math in it than I yeah. was anticipating. I was like, we could just say 1 fifth of the time. But maybe it only <laughs> happened 10 times. And so 
I don't know. Either way, some he said that's what they used to bring people through when they got stuck in the bridge. Oh. Yeah. So that's going to come back later. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they have to put it on her back because it's the only place big enough. So do they have to dial Bellamy's code? But that's the thing is that they don't have Bellamy's code. How do they look it up? They, he wasn't scanned. I don't know. <laughs> don't think too hard. It's Riverdale. <laughs> I, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, the only place big enough to, like, put it is on her back. And he said that it used to fit on a Bardoan's arm. And we'll talk a little bit more about the original Bardoans later. So my question is, like, was the text smaller or were they just very large? I think they were very large aliens. I think okay. so as well. And I also think it's very obvious that the cult people killed all of them. Right. That's so clearly colonization. Mm. It, like they, they, they had died out before we got here. No, they hadn't. And I'm like, yeah. no, they hadn't. I'm like, if they had died, then how do you know all this stuff? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, y'all are full of crap. And this is some Christopher Columbus type crap. Yeah. So um, Octavia starts punching him in the face, which is what Octavia does whenever she has a crush on a boy. Um, <laughs> and I think we can all agree. Um, uh, we miss you, Ilian. Well, I do. I don't I know about you guys, but I, I don't really, miss Ilian. I do miss Lincoln. I truly loved Ilian, and I will say it. I truly loved him, and I miss him all the time. I miss how much you loved Ilian. I, I don't miss that man. What did he do? He burned Arcadia to the ground. Yeah, but he was just misguided. There were children inside. He didn't know. He's just a baby. People live there. Samantha, he killed his whole family. He was trying to get revenge. When he killed his whole family, he was brainwashed. He was fully sober when he burned down the entire uh, home of, like, children. I understand trying to get revenge, but I guess someone else doesn't. (laughs) So Octavia apologizes, saying she's sorry that she never came back, but it was only two weeks for her, so it's it's okay, Auntie O. Um, she did her best. Auntie o she tried real a, hard. The fact that she looked at her and still called her Auntie O, I was like, this is the most I've liked Octavia in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got her back to me liking her a lot, but they sure did. They did it. <laughs> so then Levitt is like, you should also go through because now everyone knows that it's happening and you basically bad things are going to happen. You should also go through. And she refuses because she has to go find her mom. And what he says is, but hope they'll have helmets too. That means that. And then she leaves. You know what that means? They can see her. If they're wearing the helmets, they can see other people in ghost mode. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why she fails. Right. But in what world would Dev not know that? Uh, Right. Like, why didn't he? Like, I guess... They were expecting to be together, so if it was right. if he was with her, it wouldn't be so suspicious. Yeah, but I still am just like, why didn't he say something? You right. know what I mean? So Octavia, or did he just genuinely know less than this guy, but like he he knows how the helmets work. Yeah, I mean, like <sighs> I feel like we should have another thing about like the memory thing is that like we should have known because when Octavia came out from from Sanctum to Skyring, she had all her memories as well. Oh right, yeah. Anyway, Octavia is now on the other side with Gabriel. We saw this in season six, and she also has sleeves on, inexplicably. (laughs) She didn't have sleeves on, but now she does. That was my find. Yeah. She did a good job with that one. I didn't know what else to contribute to the conversation, so I said, hey, continuity error. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get a seven days ago thing, and Hope has been on Bardo for 24 days. Um, Has she seen Dioza? I don't know. I can't tell. Um, and also she's bleeding and we're like, oh, why is she bleeding? And it's, I think it's because Levitt put the thing in her arm. Yes. Right. 
And none of the other people are like, we don't know, sir. <laughs> she's been in solitary for 24 days. No one's been in or out. And yet she's gone to MCAP. So I'm like, okay, pick one. Like, So, like, did she go to MCAP at first and then Levitt snuck in to do surgery on her arm? Well, they specifically said that, that she was- they're going to send her back without a helmet? They said that she was in MCAP with Levitt. So, like, Levitt's just, like, the MCAP guy, you know? Yeah. Also, also, how did- have you been keeping her in the stone room? What a weird place to keep her. It's kind of really weird that they also automatically know that she's going to go right to Octavia and know to stab her and not mm. immediately lose her memory. That's true. Like, it works out because they're still, like, inside the anomaly and that's why they, they like, that's why Octavia gets her memories back and that's why Hope suddenly has her, like, still has her memories. Yeah. But it's, it's just, like, it's they just, must know that specifically. Yeah, yeah it's just weird that the that the people who are, like, sending her back mm -hmm. don't have, like, a fail-safe right. for if she gets back and Octavia's not there. Well, the Octavia has to be there because they called Hope's number. So do they know that Levitt is a traitor? No. Then how do they know that Octavia has her number? True. Yeah! Wait, who knows that Octavia has Hope's number? Like, Anders, the big, the number one disciple guy. Anders oh somehow God. knows that Hope is going back there. To Octavia. Like, we had thought that he had done that, but he had put the phone number on Octavia so that Hope would be called there. Dude, but that would have made the one. way more sense and been way less complicated. So now I'm like, okay, so were they just, like, planning on just sending her? And then she got, like, suddenly called? Because now I'm thinking, like, maybe she was, like, kind of taken a little bit, um, like, she didn't go through abruptly. the anomaly. Yeah, she got taken pretty abruptly. So now I'm like, maybe that's what that was. Because then after she leaves, Cap uh, Anders is like, oh, by the way. But he doesn't, like, freak out the fact that she's gone, you know? Like, he's not like, oh, my God, where'd she go? Like, he's I like... Feel, no, I feel like Levitt is in trouble. Yeah. I feel like they... But, but when Octavia gets brought back, Levitt is with her in the MCAP. Maybe he got in trouble after that. Well, he says, they say I've gotten but, too close, they're replacing me. But, like, why would they not replace him ahead of time if he's if they know he's gone rogue? They wouldn't. What? Anyway, this is confusing. Try and explain it to us if you can. I would really appreciate it if you have answers. Yes, please. This is, it, it gets difficult to talk about these sort of things without using visuals and actual timetables. Yeah. Because when you're dealing with time travel on multiple planets, it literally does get wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. Yeah. Like, I'm having fun, but also this is so convoluted. Yeah. Like, if I can't keep it straight and I'm just following the rules. Mm -hmm. How did you keep it straight when you were making it up? Yeah, true. Um, Probably didn't. That's why it doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Captain Meredith is also there, um, who is like now dead because Raven killed him. <laughs> Oop. She had MCAP with Levitt, who has filed a report about it, but of course he probably like helped out. And he's like, what? I read the report. It sucked. He was like, <laughs> that report was worthless. I learned nothing. And I was like, I wonder why that is, sir. Um, he probably just, like, looked at Hope's mind and found more reasons to be in love with Octavia and was like, we must protect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it turns out Hope knows nothing about the key, and Octavia did, and the key is Clark, basically. Right. And so it's like, Octavia obviously knew Clark. Hope has never met Clark, but she's learned a little bit about Clark from what Octavia has said, so I guess, like, but either way, Levitt's probably like, let's just protect Hope or something. Ma'am? <clears throat> Call on me, please. What? Why is Clark the key? We still don't we still know. We still don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if she's somehow, like, in the scriptures of the shepherd. Yeah. Or if it's got something to do with the City of Light. Yeah. I think that the reason why they found out that Clark was the key is because they found it 
like in Octavia's memories. And I think it's deeper than that. Yeah. Me just trying to figure out like if any of this leads back to Alexa. Well, I'm just thinking, Sam, is that like maybe she is in the scripture, but it's not going to say like freaking Clark Griffin, you know? Right. Like I think that they figured out like she flecks in hair that she fits the description description. of yes, and so like it kind of is both of our things. Whereas like they knew who the key was or what the key was supposed to be, but they didn't know. Who, they didn't who see it who it was until, until they saw Clark in the memories. Okay. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, even, and maybe, like, also Dioza's. Like, my question is, like, Hope says my, Octavia and my mom fought the MCAP. So that's why I'm like, so, like did you see Dioza? And also, Levitt seems like he's the one who does all the MCAPs, but he never talks about, like, doing an MCAP with Dioza. And we never see Dioza's MCAP, but she spent a considerable amount of time with Clark last season. Yeah. The season before. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So, like, she also has information. Yeah. So it's like, did Hope see Dioza and she told him? Or maybe Levitt told her that Dioza also fought it, but he I'm never said real, anything I'm about gonna it. I'm going to be real upset if we find Dioza again and she's a vegetable. I'm going to say mm. it. I'm going to be real mad. Pull a Stranger Things. Do not. So they gave her the tagging device and they have to do it to save Dioza. And so that like that's another thing that kind of makes me think that she probably saw her mom and like saw her in like a really bad position and that's why she's saving her or something. I don't know. But he wants Octavia back. He doesn't care about Octavia. He only cares about Clark. So basically like he didn't get enough information about Clark out of Octavia. Mm-hmm. And she's the key to everything. Like in all the I'm sorry. But in all of the universe, obviously Clark Griffin is deeply special and, and like, is the main character of this show and obviously we all love Clark. But, like, in the entire universe, Clark is just a random kid. So, like, what makes Clark so special? You know what I mean? Right. I would like to know. And so Hope... Unless um, Clark is only special because a certain someone is saying she's special, bring her to me. Oop. Like she did in season three. Well, well, that's why I thought that maybe like that. Like originally, I thought that was Bellamy who was doing that, but obviously it wasn't. I will put on my clown shoes. They're a squeaking. I will put them on. I'm. I will. I will leave the circus. I have no idea where you guys are getting this. Well, my it's, brain. Like, like, what? What's the evidence as to why? Like, how that would happen? Because who else would be <clears throat> that obsessed with Clark? Are we talking about Lexa? Lexa? It's just really strange that. I have no idea how you guys think that Lexa would get I'm here. Not sure. Not you. <laughs> I don't know that she's alive or anything. Yeah. I just wonder how somehow. It's just. Like I just she feel was like, like somehow she plays into it because well, she, of the whole City of Light thing. Because she was like, in the flame, but then they like kind of destroyed the flame, and then they buried the flame, and like, I'm like, that's listen, it. listen. If Shay Hedda can download himself into Russell via Bluetooth, mm. Lexa can do whatever she wants. I'm assuming, via this flame. Okay, sure. But now I'm wondering if Lex is like, bring her to me, why is she asking to bring Clark somewhere that's not safe for Clark? Like, she's putting her in danger. Shut up. Or... Why would Adam be obsessed with Clark? I'm not saying it's about Clark. I'm saying that she's, like, somehow the key because of, like, some other reason and, and Clark happens to, like fit the description or whatever. I'm not, like, that's why I think that's ridiculous because Clark is just some random kid. It's just, it, like, I, listen, it doesn't have to be Lex at all. I, I'm just sitting here, like, trying to come up with uh, why she would be the most special one out of 
all people who are still left alive. In the, in She's the, the main universe. character. It's the exact same reason why Archie Andrews is so special on Riverdale. <laughs> Archie Andrews is a random teen. Yeah, but I'm saying justify your writing choices. Yeah, so right. Like, if you're going to say Clark is special, Clark is the one... First of all, she wasn't even in this episode. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, I don't think she's done anything this season except have a breakdown. Uh, it's like five guess, episodes yeah. in, and Clark hasn't really done much. Um, well, she's only been in two. Clark. She's only. She's your main character. Use her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's only been in two of the episodes. That's insane. She was in well, seven oh one. Well, three of the episodes. And so yeah, she was in three of the episodes. But like, she was barely in the yeah. one before. But yeah. like, tell me why she's special. Like, why do they want Clark? I'm sure they'll tell us later. Yeah, that's, the, right that's now, what I'm the question cranky. is. So he's like, we need to learn more about Clark. Clark's the most important thing in the entire universe. And Hope's like, everyone knows Murphy is the coolest of all of the characters <laughs> that I've heard of, but like, go off, I guess. Hope's like, I, first it was Bellamy, now it's Clark. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I just want to hang out with Murphy, but like, whatever. And I'm like, same. <laughs> I'm just so interested in all of this mythology and we're going to get like two answers. Yeah, yeah. So after Hope like blips out of existence- and, and nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Anders tells Captain Meredith that no one will come for them if they fail because of the time dilation. <laughs> so, basically, last episode, Gaia was like, I have to warn everyone that bad things will happen because bad people will come. <laughs> and now this is a retcon of them being like, hey, uh, so the Sanctum storyline, they're they're not going to have to worry about us. You know, they're, they're doing their <laughs> own thing and we, we don't need to bother them, you know? <laughs> so, he's like... So, anyway, that's the end of that. Sorry. Wait, so does that take all of the stakes out of the previous episode? I don't know if it takes all the stakes. I mean, obviously, they end up on a completely different planet, and mm. that's crazy. But, like, it it takes off the stakes of, oh, my God, nobody was able to warn them, and now bad people are coming for them. Like, now they're not. They're not. Well, no one's coming for anyone on Sanctum because mm-hmm. the stone's off. True. So they can't get back to Sanctum now at all. No. Other than Bellamy just kind of hanging out floating somewhere. Well, that's... Where we're well, assuming he's in limbo, right? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Because we... So basically, if you ha- aren't watching the episode, Bellamy somehow, like, um, the sanctum part of the stone is is um, is opened, and then he's, like, kind of blown backwards into it, basically. And so now, here's the thing, though. I think that the stone is used to go somewhere, but it's a different thing to, like, arrive. What do you mean? Huh? So I think you can arrive on Sanctum, but you can't go anywhere from Sanctum. Because you know how... So he could send people... did Sanctum have a stone? Yes. Yes. I'm just saying that, like, since it's off... Uh, Like, it's off, so you can't use it to go somewhere. You can't leave Sanctum, but but you you can can get to Sanctum. Because, like, if we take Skyring as an example, you come in... But if it's offline, then you couldn't go there with the helmet either. I don't know. Because, like, the one for Earth is offline. Wait, okay. Yeah. Uh, but no one tries to go to Earth. Sanctum Stone is off. Yes. When well, it, it isn't. Off? It's turned off after Bellamy goes through. So I have this, like, crackpot theory that, like, Bellamy went through and maybe took some of the other people, like, with him because we, like, lose a bunch of people after, yeah, it, they like, it happens. They're, like, disappeared. So I have, like, a theory that somehow Bellamy gets back to Sanctum, he uses one of the um, suits that he has, and then he's the one that knocks out Gaia and, and sh- turns off the thing. I don't know. I really that want... That would be cool. I really want the person that knocked out Gaia to be somebody that we know. And I don't know how to make it make sense, but now that Bellamy has been sent back to Sanctum... I'm, that's where I am right now. No, I think that would make perfect sense. 
I'm just curious as to if Bellamy actually got sent to Sanctum yeah. or if he's stuck in limbo. Because that's a thing that Levitt said this episode right. was that sometimes people get stuck in the bridge or whatever. Right. But so, I mean, that's the question right now. Anyway, <laughs> we need to bring Clark back unharmed. Um, but Hope has, has done her job once Octavia gets back to us. So just terminate her. So that <laughs> answers the reason why Echo and Gabriel were told to bring. But um, kill Hope on site because we're done right. with her. Because um, he can't get any more information about Clark. Yeah. And he thinks she's a loose end and a distraction for Dioza Basically. and Octavia. Yeah. So get rid of her. But I'm still not really sure why we're bringing Echo and Gabriel back. Probably because they've both spent time with Clark. Yeah. Um, so Octavia makes her way back in one piece. He says that you're lucky that you came back in one piece because one fifth of the time that doesn't happen. Right. Um, so they need to take her to medical because she obviously got stabbed and then she's going to go back into MCAP um, because they haven't seen the other seasons of Clark content and they need to catch up. Mm-hmm. Do you think they finished watching it all? I don't know. Because they keep trying, like, after Levitt leaves, they bring in that other guy, right? Right, and he tells Octavia that she can, like, block it out yeah. and, like, not let this guy do it Yeah, if she repeats her mantra. I'm not sure exactly what she's trying for them not to see, but... Like, there's a pretty big five-year gap where yeah. she doesn't <laughs> see Clark at all. Yeah. So... He's like, does, do Abby, does Abby talk about Clark at all? Right. And Octavia's like, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> just mostly just sad. So seven days ago, this is like seven days ago. On Bardo or on? on I, I don't know. The, I think that the the like z- day zero, like zero day or whatever, yeah. is on Bardo. So okay. I think it's seven days ago on Bardo. Yeah. So she's back in the MCAP with Levitt. We have not seen Levitt in seven days. Then right, like we haven't seen him. And he's the he says that he's the one who implanted the trust Bellamy note in Clark's. Or in Hope's arm. Mm -hmm. So we're like, dude, you are such a bro. Like, I appreciate him so much. Obviously, it super did not work. (laughs) But still. And they're taking him off the case because they think he's gotten too close. Probably because he's, like, fangirling about her all the time. And he says not to fight it because it could, like, really hurt her. um, But just to say the same thing over and over again. So the thing that she's going to say is, I am not afraid. Which is what she always said when she was in the floor. Yeah. Um, then Anders walks in and says that her brother is here. And I was like, he seems really irritated. Like, he's like, seems like he doesn't want him here. Like, I'm like, this was your doing. Like, you're was, the one who asked well, he's him anno- here, right? He's annoyed because Bellamy just, like, knocked out three of his guys and has the, uh... Yeah, he's like, can you come him down, please? Knife point. But obviously, like, they find out from Octavia that even though Octavia knows, like, a bunch about Clark, you know who knows even more about Clark? Bellamy. Bellamy. <laughs> so... That's kind of what they need him for. Which, like, would be super... Like, they're they're pretty much at the end of their Clark content from Octavia. Octavia. Yeah. So, logically, they would still want Bellamy. Yeah. Her deal... Like, she's like, I'll tell you everything. And it's like, I haven't seen her in the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> she's like, tricked ya. You got punked. <laughs> so, now we have some stuff to talk about, about when uh, Hope and Echo and Gabriel finally get here, but until before then, we're going to talk to you about Patreon. So, Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash theafficionado, so you can find it in the description if you don't like spelling things out. <laughs> um, uh, for any donation, um, you get early access to all of our podcasts, so um, a lot of people say that it's really worth being a Patreon sponsor, especially during like weekly podcasts like this, because you get it at least a day in advance, sometimes two days, um, but no promises on that. <laughs> I try my best. And so some people say that that's really, really worth it for them. Uh, our Stranger Things and Lost podcasts go out a week in advance, because obviously they're not weekly, and I've got the time. 
So for any donation, you get that. Uh, our donations start at a dollar a month. And we also have a special thing for our $5 and up patrons. You get 10% off at shopbelux.com, um, which is me and Brittany's um, small business. Brittany makes really cool resin art. Um, so it, like coasters and keychains and stuff like that. And I make fandom embroidery. So I currently have a whole bunch of the 100 um, designs. Uh, I have Clark, Bellamy, Raven, Murphy, Octavia, Dioza, uh, Jasper, and Monty all available. So if you want to check that out, but all of those links will also be in the description. Um, yeah, if you don't want to help us out monthly on Patreon, that's another really cool way to help us out um, monetarily and you get something really cool out of it. So check out shopbelux.com. Even if you're not a $5 and up patron and you don't get 10% off, it's still super, super helpful. Um, but if you can't help us out um, with money, all you have to do is recommend our podcast to a friend. I can't even stress enough how helpful that is to us. So if you like our podcast, that is a super important way to help us. That's it. So now we're going to move on to Hope, Echo, and Gabriel. Woo! This is my summary for that storyline. <laughs> Hope, Echo, and Gabriel show up in the stone room. Hope immediately kills someone. Gabriel's like, WTF, Echo? And Echo's like, right behind you, jackass. <laughs> right behind you, jackass. They don't have to be nice anymore because Orlando isn't with them. They have half an hour before they need to be out again. They start making their way to the MCAP to get Octavia, but get called away by another disciple. I don't know why the disciples all wear their suits even when they're not traveling between planets, but whatever. Right, like why are they just wearing them around yeah. Bardo if they're in a safe yeah. place? Okay. I don't know. Anders is doing a TED Talk in the Arbor Arboretum for everyone. Basically church. Telling stories that everyone already knows, but hey, our heroes don't, so that's why we're here. Turns out he was the first disciple. But how old are you? <laughs> He's also a prime. We'll talk a little more about the details of it soon, but basically Gabriel realizes that these people or their ancestors were not Allegis, so there must have been an anomaly stone on Earth. Mm -hmm. We think that is probably the one that is offline. Um, Hope remembers Anders from when she was here before and is going to go up and kill him in front of everyone. Echo stops her, and you know what? Yeah, it's not the best plan. They finally get to the MCAP and find Octavia, but Leva isn't there. Octavia is repeating I am not afraid over and over again. Echo demands to see Bellamy, and because of her pointy knife and scary words, the dude shows her on, like, a security camera or Octavia's memories. Octavia's I think memories. Um, I think. I just feel, how would she get, how would they get that from her? I feel like, I feel like it might have been a security oh, camera. yeah, if, if she's um, been repeating her mantra. Okay, yeah. So Echo wants to know what happened to Bellamy. Um, they brought Octavia in after Hope stabbed her and they got Bellamy. He demands for them to... So th so we see Bellamy! <laughs> it's very <laughs> exciting. He demands for them to release Octavia and I am very happy to see my sweet angel boy. One of the disciples who's on the ground since Mr. Mans attacked him releases the little grenade thing that they all have for some reason and everyone is thrown back. The anomaly was on so he must have gone through it and plus the grenade thing just knocks you out you don't die. But Echo's really mad that Bellamy isn't here so she kills the attendant guy who like didn't even have any lines. I feel I like think she thinks that... I think Bellamy's dead. Yeah, I think. Oh, she definitely thinks that Bellamy's dead. I think they all think he's dead. Yeah, which is weird because like they also have used the grenade thing. Because like um, if they do another time jump, Echo's just like fully gonna like not be with Bellamy anymore. Yeah, like you know it. Anyway, Bellamy is fine, just somewhere else. Hopefully, segment so we can find Murphy and I can have my Murphy me endgame I deserve. Thank you. I love that for you. I think they think he's dead, including yeah. Octavia, yeah. Yeah. because of the way she reacts. Yeah. When she like rises from the blast and it's he's gone. It's a really dope parallel when she's like screaming because it parallels season 
three when Echo comes back and is like, Bellamy, do you want to be my friend? I maybe killed your sister. And then he just gets really upset. Oh, yeah. And then he's like screaming. So I think that that's kind of what the parallel is there. So I definitely think that everyone thinks Bellamy is dead. Um, I definitely don't. Because if, yo, if you're going to kill Bellamy, that's not how you kill Bellamy. Nobody, no death. Nobody, no death. Nobody, no death. Yeah. So going into the details of this, when Echo and Hope and Gabriel show up, we've got, like, the conductor and, like, a couple other people, like, praying for the mm-hmm. people who went over or something. I've got a lot of quotes from this uh, this part of the episode. Um, they said, in the light of the shepherds. So when we heard Orlando saying it in the um, last episode, he said, in the in the shadow of the shepherd, blah, 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 in the light of the shepherd, and then he got interrupted. So this is the end of that sentence. Okay. He says, in the light of the shepherd for all mankind, he will save us from the war to end all wars. So basically, we're not, we're not you, learning anything new from that. Do you have it all put together? Like, do you have the whole thing? Uh, in the shadow of the shepherd, the thing about the, uh, the fire, and he saved us from the fire that engulfed the earth, and then in the light of the shepherd, he will save us from the war to end all wars. Okay. But we already kind of knew about the war to end all wars, so we're... You know, but I do have to say the shadow, like, dark and light is, like, very lost. So, like, thanks for that, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, there's, like, a spot on the ground, and we're like, what's that spot? And then we realize later that's where Bellamy, like, half blew up or whatever. (laughs) So Hope and Echo and Gabriel come through, and they're like, what? Nobody came through. And it's because they're, like, the people weren't wearing their helmets, so they couldn't see little ghost babies. Those babies. That are Hope, Echo, and Gabriel. Right. <laughs> um, so then they kill them, and Gabriel's like, what the heck, Echo? And it was Hope. Um, and Hope does only have 12 symbols this time, so. Not sure what happened with that 13th. We already kind of talked about that. Yeah. Um, Gabriel is still super against killing people because, you know, he spent his whole lives doing a bunch of killing, and he still feels bad about it. Basically, Monty died, and they were like, we need another peacekeeper. And they just made it <laughs> Yeah, the people in white are called the Conductors. Um, they have 30 minutes to get to the cell block to get Dioza and Octavia before shift change. So I guess that's when more people will go through to get Orlando or whatever. And I assume that's when they like, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Who are you? <laughs> Yo, I found a mess up. Yeah. When the heck did Captain Meredith go through? Like Anders is talking to him like he's about to go through, right? But Hope and Echo and Gabriel don't come back for another seven days. How does Captain Captain Meredith know that Orlando died and buried a bunch of people and has a suicide note? Wait, what? My brain feels like scrambled eggs listening to this. Wait, how does does Meredith say anything about Yeah, last Orlando? episode he had the suicide note. Remember? He said, Orlando died, he buried all of the people, and also then killed himself. Here's his suicide note, tries to give it to Clark. Until then Raven is like, pew, pew, pew. And I'm like, how do you know? If this is happening, like, like, did he not go through? Like, do they go to Bardo and, and then go to Sanctum? Or do they go to the, like, I go was, to Skyring and then go to Sanctum? I was under the impression that Anders said, hey, we're not going to come back for you. Okay, bye. But, like, that's when Octavia comes back. And so then they're like, okay, grab Octavia. So I'm like, were you just telling him, like, a week in advance that they're not going to come back for him? Oh my goodness. I'm still, I just don't understand how Captain Meredith knew about that unless he was like lying, but I don't know how he would even know enough details to lie that convincingly. I don't think this is going to make sense. I think we should just move on. That was exhausting. You're correct. Work out. How did you do that? The amount of time I didn't work it out. What do you mean? It doesn't make sense. No, I just, the fact that you even caught that is insane to Mm. me. It's, we are, we are the math meme. Yeah. Gif for the entirety of this episode. 
So, yeah, they only have 30 minutes, and they say that when they, like, were practicing and everything, 28 minutes was the best they ever did. So, uh, they kind of need to hustle. Echo knows about Levitt, but Gabriel doesn't. Like, Echo's, like, talking as if we know Levitt, and Gabriel's like, whomst? And I'm like, what? Why why aren't you all on the same page? (laughs) Right, because, like, Echo would have, I mean, Hope would have told them both. Yes. So then they say, oh, MCAP's on this level. No, it isn't! No, it isn't! What are you talking about? MCAP is level seven. You're on level two or level three or whatever it happens to be. Like, this has to be purposeful. MCAP is not on this level. Like, why would you give us a map and then not have the... Okay. So basically, they go to MCAP and they have to take the elevator to the Arboretum to go and see his TED Talk, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know that... That they're definitely, like, switching levels throughout that somehow. Sure. And we get a prayer on the PA that says that, um, oh, I wrote down the prayer. Nice. I don't know how much we're going to get from here, but let's give it a shot. Oh, I also wrote down one other note in here, which is just that, like, after this episode, seeing, like, what the time dilation was and, like, how long Hope had been on Bardo, I thought she had been on there much longer than she actually was. Yeah. And when she goes back to Skyring and finds Dev's dead body, it had literally only been a month since she last saw him. Oof. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Okay, so here's the prayer that I heard on the PA. The shepherd brings us wisdom. The shepherd brings us love for all mankind. Your ancestors chose... Oh, and then there's like a dot, dot, dot because they're talking over something. Mm-hmm. Your ancestors chose another path, a difficult one. Of course, they like talk... They always talk over the most interesting part. And they do that again in the like TED Talk scene. They like talk over a part that I'm just right. like, but wait! because I'm trying something. to hear what yeah. he says! There will come a time again soon where we will be tested to... Tested to a man. I'm like grammar, but okay. And we will be victorious for all mankind. I alert. That's word salad. Can I, I see that again? Sure. Ancestors chose another path. Yeah. Like, is that who? Who is that about? Yeah. Is that about the original grounders? I think that's about the people in the bunker. Is that about the people in the bunker? Yeah, is that people, about the Bardoans? No, like, I don't think it's about the Bardoans. I think it's the people who came the first time. So, like Cadigan and Co. Are the ancestors? Um, okay, so then we learn that Anders is the first disciple. There's somebody who's, like, introducing him, and his name is Emilio, because he says, thank you, Emilio. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, like, leading them in their, in today's lesson on the Book of Allness. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honestly, like, I'm not religious, but, like, the Bible, like, the New Testament is a way better name than the Book of Allness. What the <laughs> heck is that? Allness. So before they go in, they have to take off their helmets, but they have the symbols on their faces, so it's fine, and literally nobody recognizes them, except for this one guy who, like, looks at them weird at one point, but that doesn't come back. (laughs) Um, They talk about how they want to acknowledge their newest class of level nines, and like I said before, it's confusing to use the word level so much with the same numbers. Yep. He said that the level nines displayed impressive devotion to the shepherd. So here are some of the things that he said. Our predecessors on this planet did not share that faith. Like our ancestors on Earth, they destroyed their world. Even before they were wiped out by Generation 9 and turned into crystal giants. I don't know. So, like, Bardoans are, like, massive, apparently. Were they, like, giant people and then wiped out? No, no, no. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. This is what it is, okay? They were regular people, but with Johnny Bravo arms. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they just looked like Stretch Armstrong. I'm fine with okay. that. Okay. <laughs> or, so... But what's a crystal giant? But also, if they were wiped out before we got here, who is Generation 9? Yeah. Like, how many generations have it has it been? And how are you the first disciple? Because, like, if 
But they say that the Bardoans were wiped out before any of them got here. Yeah, um, hey, so, you're, uh, your, your story has some holes, bud. Right, so who is Generation 9? What? Yeah. What? Basically what? Their atmospheres were so polluted, they were forced to build forests underground. And so I was like, oh, are they talking about here? That's cool. Or are they talking about Mount Weather? They're talking about here. They're talking about yeah. on yeah. Bardo. Even the is, rain that should fall from the sky falls instead by their technology. So that's, they're talking about the Arboretum where they are right I now. I think it's interesting that they're equal parts shaming the Bardoans for like climate changing their own planet basically. Mm-hmm. And then also being like, thank God they built this underground bunker for us. Yeah. Um, they didn't build it for you. So yeah, there's a dude in the background who just kind of like, they like do a focus change to this one dude who's like looking at them weird and then that doesn't come back. Right. And then they say, where are they now? We know that by the time the shepherd delivered us with the stone, so that, so, that, so, so he brought the stone with you? No, delivered them with the stone. Like, like using the using stone. Using the stone. That the Bardoans were gone. Extinct. So then. But. It's so fun. Like, how do they know all of this, like, lore about yeah. the Bardoans and how why they created their... Like, did they leave a voice memo? Yeah, they're they like, hello, cave paintings. I mean, archaeology, maybe? I'm just wondering if this is very, like... I you know that revisionist history. Well, you know... I was about to say that. Like, you know that one episode of Star Trek Voyager where this society has, like, made up this whole myth about the crew of Voyager as, like, these mean pirate yeah. people who were like traveling the and colonizers and yeah evil and then the doctor shows up he's a hologram which is why he is able to be alive at this point and it's like hey that's not the tea and i'm just wondering if there's like can we like crack open one of those crystals and be like hmm. so what really happened here when i hear crystal giants i just think of like the end of atlantis for like the <laughs> disney's atlantis yeah so I'm like is that what is happening here i don't know so then gabriel decides i'm gonna talk over the most important part of the <laughs> Of the, of the speech. So he's like, oh, there was a stone on Earth. Oh, yeah. Basically, that's what he's telling us. And then they say, that same enemy is coming for us. Whoa! Whatever. What, wait, whatever. Go, go back. What enemy? <laughs> what just happened? Go back. Go back. Lipstick in your Valentino bag. Like, they're like, clearly Orlando didn't tell us everything. And I'm like, I'm so confused. And right. also, why didn't he do that? I feel like that would have been very helpful. <laughs> so then Echo talks Hope down from killing Anders, which is like a good, <laughs> a good plan. We know that Echo is level 12. Um, she has at least 10 symbols, I counted. And maybe she has like a couple more like under her hair because it's like kind of flippy in her, um, on her <laughs> forehead. Can I just say, it's strange that Orlando wouldn't, like, hold stuff back from them if they've been there for five years yeah. and he, like, genuinely believes they're good disciples at this point. But apparently Hope, like, but they hold things levit out of some of the conversations for some reason. But they hold things back, apparently. I think they hold things back for us. Right. And not for logical reasons. Right. Like, totally. Yeah. Um, so then Anders says that they have located the key, which is Clark, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, maybe that's, like, where Captain Meredith, like, what happened with Captain Meredith? I'm like, in that moment, like, they've been there for, like, five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, in that time, they would have had to, like, go back to Skyring and then go to Sanctum to, like, locate Clark or whatever. All right. He says, ours is the generation that will win the last war. So this reminds me of season one. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they're, like, generations to generations all living on the Ark. And yeah. they're, like, maybe we'll be the generation that finally makes it to Earth. Right. So that reminded me of that. I, I had the same uh, energy from that. Mm-hmm. So there are some people in black and other people are in white. And so I was, like, uh, maybe above level 10 wears white. And so I was, like, if mm. yes, 
<laughs> Hope, Echo, and Gabriel are in the wrong outfit. Right. And so I was like, but Orlando would know that, so people must just get different jobs, I think. Right. So they finally make it to MCAP, and it's just like a random dude there. It's not Levitt. And I'm like, where's my friend? And Octavia's obviously just repeating the thing that Levitt told her to repeat. And like, again, with the jumpsuits. Like, sorry, not not in the Octavia scene, but like yes, in the regular yeah. scene. Like, why why are they all in the suits if they're not all going places? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Echo's like, show us what happened with Bellamy. And the guy's like, I have no lines, so I guess I'll just show you. Like, clicky, clicky. He literally said nothing in the entire time. Um, so we see what happened with Bellamy, and basically he, like, killed a bunch of guys. <laughs> and I'm really proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yes. He doesn't do that a lot, does he? Like, he gets super yoinked in the first episode where it's like, uh... I believe it. What happened to this man? And then he gets through and he can see them, I guess, when they, like, de-ghost when they come through. And he's like, alright, karate mode. I believe it with Octavia. I believe it with Clark. Wasn't sure about Bellamy. No, I believe it with Bellamy, especially after being on the ring for so long. Yeah. Because, like, he trained with Echo, he trained with, like everybody else up there all he had he trained knife too i was like good for you bud right he trained enough with echo to beat that he was able to beat octavia right in season five that's true so i could see it i would like to see it yeah but they don't show back um so i was just like so happy to see him um my note was i love you you freckle-faced idiot i love that man i love him they say that we they brought him for a reason what? What, what was the reason? What is the reason? Probably to manipulate Octavia. Or to get more information about Clark. Yeah. Um, he ha- he has different chapters. Yeah. The conductor that he has, like, a knife to, he has ten symbols. So it makes me think that you have to be at least, like, not every lev- person who's in a level above ten ha- is a conductor, but you have to be at least a level ten to be a conductor. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Octavia's like, you should send him back to Sanctum, because he, she knows that at least he'll be, like, at least a little bit safe there. Right. And so she's like, send him back to Sanctum to protect him, and the guy's like, sir, you can't! Because Anders is like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. And then he's like, no, sir! And I'm like, why? Well, the shepherd wants Clark. Clark. Yeah. And Bellamy knows more about Clark, so, like, yeah. it's against the shepherd's bidding to do that. Yeah. Which is really strange if Anders is, like, disciple numero uno. Yeah. If he's gonna, like, be like, well, I'm doing my own thing. Screw yeah. the shepherd. Right. It's just, like, why not at that point? He's like, let Octavia go. It's like, you've gotten most of what you need from Octavia. Right. Like, obviously they haven't gotten, like, the last three seasons, but, like, honestly, I mean, they don't know that, but it's not gonna help you that much. So, like, what they- want to see her eat? They really need Bellamy. So it's weird to me that he's not just like, we'll send, we'll just send Octavia through, you know? Like, if we can only have one at a time, I'd rather have Bellamy right now. Right. But either way, he goes in and he puts in the Sanctum Code. The reason they're... Like, Octavia says, I'll tell you all about Clark as long as you let Bellamy go. And, like, I see what she's doing because she's like, I'll do it. And so they'll, they'll like, put Bellamy through and she'll be like, ha ha, I don't have that much information about Clark. Right. But, like, like, I already told you everything about her. her. But if he is at Sanctum, he has completely forgotten everything that happened to him at Bardo, which, like, wasn't a lot. He was there for, like, five minutes. But, like, he's forgotten it. So then, like, I don't know. I'm trying to make this make sense with my theory of him being the person who knocked out Gaia somehow but um either way he puts in the sanctum code he gets blasted into the code that had sanctum i don't think he goes right he can't he can't go right back to sanctum Sanctum. okay especially if he's the person in the suit he has to Mm. have gone somewhere else and then gotten a suit learned 
about why this works and how to shut the stones down and like and since, why that's important. And since Sanctum goes by so slowly, then he has time to do that within like the two days that that happens in. Right. So then one of the dudes on the ground just explodes himself. But once again, it's not really, it's not a death thing. I, like maybe he gets exploded I, because he I feel is, like, like he's on him. trying to stop him from letting Bellamy through. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, for the then it's his fault that Bellamy goes through. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I have quickly started a voice memo in front of Samantha because I have a new theory that I'm going to add into the podcast. Okay. I think that our problem is that we are assuming that Anders put in the Sanctum code. To send. She says, please put Sanctum in. Oh. But we're just assuming that he did that. So if I want to make my theory correct, the one that I'm talking about, like him being in the suit, being the one to get Gaia. And we're saying he doesn't have enough time to do that. If he goes to Sanctum, it's like two days. So like why, in what time would they do that? What if Anders puts in the code for penance mm. and it's just like we'll just keep him there till we need him right or whatever and then that way we don't have to like worry about where he's going on sanctum or whatever okay and then bellamy has the time to like be but then never mind because because <laughs> or like puts him somewhere else like right. because then i think he his time on penance might overlap with octavia or uh, with um echo oh, and hope and, hope and gabriel so maybe not but i think we're not considering the fact that Anders may not have put in the Sanctum code. Right. Yeah. I, that's a valid theory, I think. What if he's on, like, Etheria or something? Yeah, Etheria is the final one that we don't know about, so I assume at some point we need to get there, and maybe that's why. Yep. So, I don't know. I just needed to bring that up because I was like, I think that's something that we're not considering. Valid. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Back to the podcast. So then, the most iconic moment of all time. O- Octavia starts screaming because she thinks Bellamy has has died and Levitt shows up and like legitimately slow motion slides on his knees towards her and like grabs her. And I'm like this hero moment that nobody's <laughs> talking about. I when I tell you I missed that both times I watched the episode. You have to you have to see it again. I'll show it to you as soon as we're done. Okay. I love it. So, um, Levtavia is kind of (laughs) where I am right now. I'm fully here. Echo watches the security footage and, you know, it's been five years since she's been, she's seen Bellamy for her. For Octavia, it's been like a month. Mm -hmm. And it's been 30 minutes, so they have to get out. Everyone knows that they're there now. She kills the guy who also has 10 symbols. So that kind of goes with my thing about, like, you have to have at least 10 symbols to be a conductor. Mm -hmm. Maybe the conduct, yeah, like you said, the conductors are the ones that have, like, the most information. (laughs) Gabriel's like, we need him as a hostage. And Echo's like, I don't care. Like, if a conductor breaks a rule, can you send them to penance? Or do you just, like, straight up kill that guy? Like, he doesn't say that he's getting, like, in trouble. He just says he's getting taken off the case. So, like, I don't think... Like, he's definitely still gonna be here because he's listed as a recurring character, at least on the wiki. And, like, thank God, because I love him with my whole soul. <laughs> um, so then Hope says, we'll never find my mother, because obviously Echo is a huge loose cannon. <laughs> she just keeps doing things. Yep. Before we do our segments, I just wanted to look at some of the questions that I still had written down here. The first question was, why are the Bardo people only showing up now? But we answered that question last episode. With the bottle? Uh, yeah, because um, they brought in, 
because uh because of octavia's hope. note yes. and then yeah. octavia yeah. knowing about clark okay yeah and like octavia bringing hope through and everything right how did the bardo people know all about them now we know it's through octavia's memories and such why did they need to bring echo and gabriel but kill hope we answered that question um the next question i don't think this has been answered is what happened to colin i don't Ooh. know colin the guy who from beta who's the only survivor on on beta on penance from the allegis yeah. team yeah he like like we saw the part in which he figured out how to he get figured to, out how to turn how to the like, stone on and go to sanctum i'm assuming but his body's on penance oh so i want to know so more does about someone it. come through on penance and like murk that guy or like he goes or to just, bardo and then like at one point like gets in trouble on bardo and then is sent to penance and then dies on penance i don't know i don't mm. but i would like to know i don't know if i'll ever know but that's right. one of my questions um, how does Orlando know who Hope is if she's been gone for hundreds of years? That's another question that I still have. We don't really know why he was, like, so weird about Hope before even knowing her. What law did Dev break? Don't know if that's gonna be answered, but I would like to know. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the Master and the Shepherd? Still a question I have. Why is Clark the key? That's... Why is Clark the key? Like, why? Um, and then, like, why... How did, um, Hope know that Dioza, like, fought the stuff? Like, basically, did Hope see Dioza mm-hmm. before she left or whatever or has hope even seen dioza has dioza seen her fully grown child i would like to know and i would like to see it i hope we don't right. just skip through it those are the questions i had they're good holy questions holy butts <laughs> yikes so now we're gonna go into our segments oh boy like i said before you guys if anybody has anything to add any theories anything that you think that we misinterpreted please let us know our email is fictionatospodcast at gmail.com um and we have our twitter dms open and um you can tweet us with hashtag 100 af and there's lots of different ways that you can get a hold of us but we do appreciate your thoughts (laughs) wow so now it's time for our segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is uh, our favorite line award. My favorite line award goes to Imori and Murphy for... Had to find the right dress. You did. He, like, <laughs> checks out her butt out as well. He's like, eh. And I'm like, is nobody looking at you? You're supposed to be brother and sister, you heathens. I love them. <laughs> I forgot they were supposed to be brother and sister. Oh, my God. She There's... literally walks in and he's like, hey, sis. <laughs> <laughs> They're so ridiculous. I love them so much. And my favorite line of word goes to Anders and Hope, but mostly Hope, for... This is what happens when you value individuals above the collective. It's called love, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Ma'am, where did you learn that language? (laughs) Um, My next segment is the Most Valuable Protagonist Award, and this week's MVP, I'm going to give it to Indra. Yes! She really really makes the Sanctum storyline something you know (laughs) yeah Uh, but with an honorable mention to my favorite guy levitt who we would not (laughs) we would not be here without him and i think that's true yeah you're probably right yeah what's your first name just let me know (laughs) when when you can get back to me just let me know also i'm free on thursday (laughs) call me on thursday when When i'm free And my segment is, was Sam shipping the most in this episode? And I want to, I didn't say it last time, but when I say shipping, I mean any kind of relationship, Mm. what I care about the most. Yeah. Because I'm including familiar relationships and platonic relationships and friendships, all in, because they all end with ship, so therefore. (laughs) um, So check out your linguistics, because. (laughs) So my choice this week is uh, Hope and Octavia, because I just thought the scenes between the two of them were really well done. And, like, you could tell 
how much they care about each other. And if I could quickly just come in with uh, my <laughs> Levtavia thoughts, uh, here I am. Thanks. Um, and then Brittany has a <laughs> segment that if Sam wants to take over for it is, did anyone mention Kane or Abby? Yes, I will happily carry that on uh, in Brittany's absence because I also care when people yeah. mention Kane or Abby. They did not mention Kane. Once again, he does not he exist. He doesn't exist. Who is that man? We, we don't do know. Like, how many episodes is the last time anybody talked about Kane? <laughs> <laughs> it's been like five already. Oh, it's more than At that. least yeah, because they didn't about talk about him in the last two episodes of yeah. last season either. Since Abby died, no one's talked about Kane. Oh, God. So it was like, been where's my best friend? Four, that's been nine episodes. Indra's wow. Like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> I can't. But Indra did mention Abby this episode. Uh, it is for nefarious purposes, but also I support her because... I enjoy watching strange men suffer. Uh, it is. It, I'm sorry. You got, hey, I just wanted to say it's 12:30 in the morning, and <laughs> I guess that that's that explains it. Really, yeah, yeah. And I just I do enjoy anytime I get like any crumb of connection between Indra and Abby because mm. I've always found that relationship interesting. Like from season two, interesting. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> but like. It was really interesting because Indra was willing to go I'm, against... I think you mean Indra <laughs> She was willing to go against Octavia to protect, yeah. help Kane protect Abby yeah. in season five. Oh, I remember that. And I'm just like, I'll take this breadcrumb and I will make up more stuff in my head than you will ever give me about the connection between Indra and Abby. So I like, will do it. Would you like a playlist in this regard? <laughs> Don't challenge me. Funny. Self-control. <laughs> How many episodes is the last murder? Zero. It has zero. been zero days since our last murder. A lot of murders have occurred, but I gotta say, Echo, chill out, bro. Like, I understand why she's gone insane, because she's, like, mm -hmm. dedicated the last five years of her life to this one single task, and then it comes to, like, not... He, like, she's dedicated the last five years of her life to getting back to Bellamy. Yeah. And then she gets there and he's gone. And, like, that's devastating. But also, rein it in. But rein it in. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know why you expected it to be this easy. Like, you, and like she, she trained for such a long time and I respect the heck out of that. And, but, like, still, things could go wrong. And, like, and this guy is just, like, doing his job. Like, I have now... I, I now have a very important connection to another man who used to do the MCAT and cap thing. And, like, this guy is just, like, a person. Like, you loved Orlando, who was just a person. We loved Dev, he was just a person who was in this thing. We love Levitt, who was just a person. And now, like, this guy, who doesn't even get any lines, gets, like, full-on, like, terribly murdered for, like, no good reason. He did exactly what she asked him to do. Yeah. It makes me really sad for him. But also, I'm curious as to, like... How how long ago was the was Bellamy disappearing from when they show up? I think it was a week. Okay. I think that was the seven days thing. That's just like a huge bummer because like it feels like they just missed him too. Oh, for sure they did. Especially on um, Skyring times. Right. So like, <laughs> like they spend five years dedicated to this thing and they miss oh, it by a week. Never mind. I messed up. It's not. It, that's a long time on Skyring. Right. But I'm saying like on Bardo, he was there for maybe five minutes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, like, their window was nothing. But they didn't know that. No. Oh, honorable mention for Sham, Sam shipping the most is uh, Princess Mechanic in this trailer. Oh, yeah. This episode 
we watched the trailer when we watched the episode. Yeah. Looks like a horror movie, and I'm into it. I am not into it. Robin is not into it, but oh, I'm excited. The last time that there was a an episode that was, like, kind of cut like a horror movie, it was that one I episode, that episode of, se- you know exactly which one I mean, the yep. one in season three where they go back to the Ark, and, like, Emerson is, like, a creep the whole time, and is like, I'm gonna kill all your friends, and then Emerson- Clark's like, I, uh, she's like, um, oh, heck, what's, what's the, what's the passphrase? Per- I bet. Yeah, Ashende Superior. Yes, Ashende Superior, and he's like, Bleh. <laughs> Yeah, I hated that episode, but yeah. I'm excited for this one mm-hmm. because there's no creepy man there to make me uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. I'm going to click on it. So this is obviously a very short trailer. The thing that the little blurb that we get, which usually has like nothing, like nothing in it. Like I always <laughs> like read a the, single line. Yeah. I always read out the blurb for the Riverdale podcast because they usually like give us a little bit more, but this one's usually like one sentence. It says, um, not everything is what it seems. Clark and her friends find themselves in a planet that is not what it seems. (laughs) (laughs) Most of that is the same words, but, uh, okay. I wonder if there are like illusions, like if part of the like creepy stuff that we see in this trailer is fake. Oh, interesting. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to press play. Three, two, one, play. This is karma. They're like, oh man, we're shooting in Canada. Also, we do get some eyes of some people who are yes. not on Nakara. Yeah. Who are it's someone in MCAP. God, so I don't even know what that is. There's like a spider thing. There's their underground. Oh, I hate that. That's Ooh, scary. It's so creepy. I don't like it. We can okay. watch. So we see our friends walking um, in <laughs> the Northwest Territories. <laughs> Car- they talk about karma. We've got an, an an injection. And these eyes, which, like, I don't know, look a lot like Dioza to me. I didn't expect to see any Bardo this, but, like, this like, episode. But I, I, I guess at some point they need to explain to us what happened to Dioza. And we can't just be on Nakara this time because it's just, like, what is there to right. do <laughs> for 42 minutes? Run from the spider thing. I, I would like some reprieve, please. And if it has to be Dioza being tortured, then okay. You know? <laughs> I, I would like. Isn't, I mean, I would like to see Dioza again. Yeah, I I like, have who my else's limits. Eyes? Who like, else's I, eyes could that be? Hopes. I don't. I'm just saying because the eyebrows. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it looks like Hope, then it's probably Dioza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Then we've got the like knife thing coming out of the glove, which happens on the in the like suits. So I assume that's like Raven, unless somebody else put it on. Oh nope, she's still wearing it. And then they're in like <sighs> creepy caves. Like, why do they decide to go inside a cave? Like, do they see a green light? I don't why? know. At some point, like, Raven puts the suit back on, though, because we see her face in the suit. And, oh, God. They, like, start shooting like, is the she, thing. Is she going to get to dial them out by the end of the episode? I don't know what that is. It looks like a very angry dandelion. Can I see it? Yeah, yeah here, let me go back a little. Just a tad. Look at that. What the heck is that? Girl, that's a that's a spider monster. I'm already afraid of spiders. It looks like a very angry dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you described it that way, and I'm like, that's a mechanical spider that's going to murder me I don't in my want sleep. that. I don't want it. Anyway, that's the scariest thing um, ever, and I, <laughs> I'm not interested. So yeah, next episode is called Nakara, and um, the episode after that is called The Queen's Gambit, and it's the episode that Lindsay Morgan uh, directed. directed. If you guys checked out our Unity Days podcast, then you would know that 
Um, Eliza was originally slated to direct this, the episode, uh, 707, um, but for personal reasons, um, Lindsay Morgan took over for her. That kind of makes me think that we might not be on Nakara or if they end up going some, like, maybe they're looking for the anomaly stone in these caves or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would think that that's where they were or if it's, like, the only opening that they found so far. I don't know. Either way, I don't think in 707 we will see a lot of Clark or Raven. And it makes sense to me because Clark and Raven are together. Right. So it makes sense to me that, like, since they're doing so much of the, this episode is for this, this episode is for this, rather than, Mm -hmm. like, kind of bringing them together like that, it makes sense to me that maybe we won't see a whole lot of Clark and Raven in 707, because we're going to see so much of them in 706. And then 708, it's not, like, officially confirmed on the Wikipedia, which is where I, like, always check. Uh But months and months ago, Jason said that 708 was going to be Anaconda, which was the going to be the bla- the backdoor pilot for right. the prequel. That isn't, like I said, it's not on the wiki yet, but he specifically said it was going to be 708, which is, I cannot believe we're so close to the halfway point already. And <laughs> that's crazy. But so that'll probably be that. I don't. If the production codes match up. True. I don't know. Either way, that's what we're looking for, looking at for the next few episodes. And yeah. I'm, I'm hyped right now. Mm-hmm. But I was also hyped last season and a little disappointed, so. I am managing my expectations and taking it week by week and either having a good time or a bad time, and I'm going to be honest about it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Um, If you were so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes or, like, just the little stars. Doesn't matter. We like those. Um, And we also have a survey. It's just perpetually in the description, and uh, it's always open um, for things that you may like about the podcast or some things that you think we could work on. We've really appreciated the constructive criticism that we've gotten so far. And, um, yeah. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Sometimes too much. Uh, It is a delight. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, It's Riverdale. Yeah. So check it out. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. Like I said earlier, we have done the first two seasons and we have a spoiler section at the end. So it is completely spoiler free until then. Um, So if you want to watch along with us for the first time, it's on Amazon Prime and Hulu. And I'm willing to talk to you about it endlessly. So thank you. (laughs) Um, If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. Like I said before, also, um, we did all of season one. We're taking up... 2020 to do season two we're gonna take up 2021 to do season three and hopefully we'll have season four (laughs) soonish after that maybe if you're a fan of star trek we have a podcast for the first season of star trek picard it is one of my favorite podcasts to talk on i love it so much um we're also diversifying that feed with a little bit more star trek content to come um and our three hour long round table for the first season (laughs) of picard is coming out this thursday so um, go and check that out. You can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, but I do post gifts of all of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. Support me. I'm just a baby. <laughs> She's a good person. Yeah. If you like, if you like what we do here, uh, please consider donating to our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the We have patron options starting from a dollar a month to higher than that. You get early access to all the podcasts. If you donate $5 a month, you get 10% off at shopbelux.com, which is where Robin and Brittany uh, sell their art. Brittany makes awesome resin stuff, which is both art and functional. <laughs> and Robin makes fandom embroideries, and they're incredible. Also art. <laughs> also art. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. If you want to, you don't have to. 
And there's a little girl over there in the corner, and you can follow her personally at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Right, Benny? Yeah, but you don't have to. You can (laughs) if you want to, though. So the next episode is episode 706. It's called Nakara, um, which is the planet that they ended up on. Um, It is a living tomb. Like, that's what the, like, definition of, like, what... An ossuarium is? Yeah. It's a rogue planet thrown from original star system, which is why it's ice. Oh. And the only way to live is underground because it's so cold. I got that from the 100 wiki. A rogue star... Thrown from its original, like, did the, was Nakara pulled through the black hole? I don't know. That's just what it said on the 100 wiki, and I was like, that's interesting. I'll put that at the end. Wow. (laughs) So I guess we'll find out. Um, I don't, (laughs) as far as we can tell from the trailer, we can't really see any, like, you know, locals to, like, tell us the the tales of what (laughs) has happened. So I'm not sure (laughs) how we find that out. Like, maybe at some point, you know, the spider dandelion monster attacks and then they're like please don't attack us and he's like i am so sorry and the spider the spider monster is like oh i i see you are from earth <laughs> yeah how did i help you puts on his monocle clips on his tie grabs his like teacup full of tea and is like let me tell you the tales of my people <laughs> <laughs> my name's jimbo what's like, yours the the native species on this planet that is just like the the nakarans are just yeah. spiders yep the Bardoans were giants. Uh-huh. And the Nakarans are spiders. Are you guys on drugs? No, are you? I wish. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> Pretty's like, okay, love you, bye forever. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs>